Attention. If you owe the IRS, this is an important announcement. COVID relief is over and the IRS is ramping up like never before, sending out millions of collection letters to start 2024. Do you owe $10,000 or more or have unfiled returns? Now is the time to act. The IRS can garnish your wages, seize your property, and they can even take your home or your business. Don't let the IRS take advantage of you. It's time to call Tax Network USA. Their team of experienced tax lawyers has already saved over $1 billion in tax debt for their clients. They know how to negotiate with the IRS and can help you too. Visit TNUSA.com or call 1-800-245-6000. Again, that's 1-800-245-6000. Don't wait until it's too late. Take control of your tax situation today with Tax Network USA. 1-800-245-6000. Call now. So the federal government made a big whoopsie today and uh, apparently got caught trying to destroy evidence in the Proud Boys January 6th case. It's a very crazy story, but apparently the evidence, we don't know exactly what it was, but we know that one of these agents said they were instructed to destroy evidence and remove an individual's involvement from the evidence, meaning there were, according to this, agents involved in January 6th. At least that's the evidence they destroyed. I'm going to go ahead and assume that it is 100% true, considering they tried to destroy the evidence, and we only caught the records of the destruction. I wonder what they were destroying and why. Because of this, one defendant in the, in the case is now demanding a mistrial. So we'll talk about that. Plus, we got another crazy story. This one is uh, a congressional testimony from Matt Taibbi and Michael Schellenberger. This is really interesting. We've got a new Twitter files showing that there was an attempt to censor True information, according to these documents, true information that could cause vaccine hesitancy. That throws all of their arguments out the window. It's not about misinformation, malinformation, or disinformation. They quite literally were saying behind the scenes they intended to shut down the truth. So before we get into all that, head over to TimCast.com. Click that Join Us button and become a member. Ladies and gentlemen, I only get one day a year to really hammer this in, and I know I've been promoting it throughout the week because I'll, I'll, do, I'll take what I can get, but it's my birthday. So if you want to give me a birthday present, go to TimCast.com, click join us, become a member, support our work. We rely on your memberships to keep this operation afloat. Ad, ads are not a big portion of our revenue. You got to understand activists come after you in this way. They try and shut your business down. But the more members we get, the more uncensorable we become. So do that. Also, you'll find in the description below a link to pre-order our new song, Bright Eyes, which is coming out, I believe, March 24th. We put up a pre-order link. We'll probably take the promotion of it much more seriously as the, uh, as the days and weeks move closer to the, uh, as we get closer to the release date. But uh, Bandcamp, the website that hosted our music, not all of it, we have other websites that we use, deleted our account as well as five times August, and I believe also Bryson Gray. And the reason is they desperately fear us getting involved in the culture game because that's how you win a culture war, with culture. So you can support our work and pre-order the song in, with the link in the description below. Smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends. Joining us tonight to talk about this and so much more, we got Jack Basobic. Well, Tim, I'd just like to thank you for being so inclusive and allowing federal agents like myself to <laughs> join <laughs> the yes, pod, uh, the fettiest fed, the glowiest glowworm of them all. Yes, here I am. And, and I'd like to let you know that in addition to hosting Human Events Daily, everything that I'm wearing right now comes from MyPillow.com. 
Is it? Is that true? That's actually true. The shirt and everything. The sh- this is my pillow sweet sleepwear. These are the my pillow pants. <laughs> You're and, right, pajamas on the show. And and oh yes, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, I have some of those. The my slippers. Those are actually really great. It is like wearing little pillows attached to your feet. <laughs> With every step, you walk on liberal tears. You actually cannot be upset. <laughs> While wearing your pair of my slippers. I actually do have a pair of those. I ordered a couple for me and my girlfriend. They're actually really, really nice. I I, I actually love them. Yeah. You, 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 it's it's like having a little pillow. So every step you're like, oh, wow, that's great. Ridiculously soft. It's so nice. All right, Jack, thanks for hanging out. And uh, we also are joined by Jack's boss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, technically. Not Chris Ray. That's my other boss. <laughs> other boss? Uh, Is, are you really Evans? his boss? I don't think that's true. Yeah, I'm the editor-in-chief of Human Events. Oh, and the post millennial. So it's actually very exciting. And I get to work with Jack all the time, which is awesome. Right on. Well, there yeah. you go. We got Phil Labonte hanging out. Ian's taking the night off. Hello, I am Phil Labonte, lead singer of All That Remains, anti communist and counter revolutionary. Serge. Yo, I am at Serge.com. How are you guys? Hope you will. All right, let's jump into this first story. Ladies and gentlemen, in what may be one of the most shocking revelations from January 6th thus far, Julie Kelly, who was just on this show this past week, says breaking drama in the Proud Boys trial yesterday after FBI agent caught lying on the stand and concealing evidence from defense attorneys. Not only that, the messages, the long story short of it, this agent thought they were deleting messages from their, what is it called, the link system? The link system, yeah. And they were actually just putting them in like a hidden tab, which the defense found and were like, wow, you lied about all this. And there's even messages where they say things like, delete the I, I've been ordered to destroy evidence. This one's really important. One message says an agent made a request to special agent Miller to quote, go into a, a CHS informant report that Miller just put together and edit out that the agent was present. So hold on there a minute. This is a January 6th seditious conspiracy case for the Proud Boys. And there was a special agent there. There was some kind of federal agent present with these people. Well, that's it. That's evidence of federal involvement right there. Now, here's the crazy thing. The story from Politico says this. Assistant U.S. Attorney Jocelyn Ballantine, who is supervising the case for the Justice Department, acknowledged the likely spill of classified information Thursday morning. She raised particular concerns about a message sent to Miller by another agent who works on covert activity and who said she did not work on the Proud Boys case. Oh, yeah, I believe that. Describing a supervisor's order to, quote, destroy 338 items of evidence. Holy that's a huge <laughs> number of evidence. That's Destroying any evidence yeah. is no, huge. No, but li- listen up, insane. folks. Listen up, folks. I've, I've been instructed by my, uh, by my friends down in Washington, D.C. to let you know that those pieces of evidence were totally immaterial. You don't need to worry about those 338 or the 400, excuse me, 338 pieces of evidence that were destroyed. Don't even ask any questions. By the way, I love the fact that they wrote down, <laughs> they wrote in an email. Oh, yeah. by the way, my boss told me to destroy all this evidence. You, like if you're going to delete your evidence, don't go ahead and, you know, write an email Jack, to somebody about it. If you're going <laughs> to do something illegal, don't tell people you're doing it. You know, there's a line in the wire of, of that and it's, it's Stringer Bell and he's like, are you taking notes on a criminal conspiracy? <laughs> <laughs> and he grabs the notepad and tears it up. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm kind of worried that we're sitting here all laughing, having a good old time. Meanwhile, this is direct evidence of the, the utmost government corruption. The, the I mean, these guys powerful. are being tortured. Curious, how long powerful has this been stupid. going on? I mean, when Two we years. see this kind of corruption, when we see this kind of definitely illegal activity of destroying evidence... 
How long has the government been behaving this way? Has it been the whole time? Is it only recently? I would assume like, probably the past hundred years. Probably the whole Jekyll time, Island right? and who was it? Uh, I would assume Woodrow Wilson. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that the, I mean Hamilton was pretty nefarious. It's not like the government would ever yeah. lie to us about like you know something like a war <laughs> at this or level, domestic terrorist. But it's sort of shocking or, to like continuously be made aware of the fact that the government is. I mean, this is the FBI. They were founded by J. Edgar at, Hoover. No, but it's like <laughs> at this right. level, I did it, it, like to this level. I really think that it's something that's probably come in the past 15 years like just this be- level the, this, this level yeah of, because of because corruption. of how much how much information we all just openly put out on the internet and there's how, also been like how easy it is to monitor us that's i think that 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 this is fairly new there's probably been the desire you you do have the fbi wiretapping and stuff in in the past but i think that it's probably 15 years as it has really been you know since the Snowden revolutions or uh, revelations were what tw- ten years ago now? Mm-hmm. I Man, think it's been so. A while. Ten years this year. Yeah, wow, so crazy. you know, fifteen, maybe twenty years. There's been, like been an this. increase, I think, since Obama in like general level yeah. of trusting the government too. Well, so so I I think it's I think it's a little both because I do think there's a part of it that's been going on from the start, but I I I think what's more powerful now, and and Elon has actually been been talking about this, is that. Now we have the ability to share this information and we have the ability to talk about these things directly uh, in ways that like we can live tweet from inside a federal courtroom about what's going on. And then that gets shared at mass scale because of Twitter. And then the people behind the scenes would have to be able to respond to that versus, you know, a cub reporter writing Mm -hmm. that up and it goes in some local paper somewhere. Now we have the ability with distributed networks to actually be able to share it very quickly. Number two, because of the Patriot Act and the high level of technological sophistication that that Snowden and others have been able to to prove and and show to us and and people I used to work with uh, at the fort, they become very stupid. Right. So they're they're extremely powerful, but they don't need to be sophisticated anymore. So you you get these dumb levels of operations that never seem to go anywhere or these stupid cover stories like this Nord Stream 2 thing. Oh, no, it was it was this pro Ukrainian group and they just expect everybody to run with that because back in the day, that's how it used to work. They would just hand something to The New York Times. New York Times would print Operation Mockingbird. The New York Times would print it. And then everybody would just go off of that because Mm -hmm. that's the paper of record. Meanwhile, nowadays, you can be on Twitter and actually go in and say, wait a minute, like, I know a guy in Denmark and he says that he was near the pier the night that that happened and this is what he saw and so instead of this uh, or or post a video of it Mm -hmm. and post a video of it I actually said that the night of the bin Laden raid um, you can actually go back and find that the most significant thing that happened that night in 2011 wasn't necessarily that the United States government conducted a covert operation okay that happens but it was that there was a Pakistani guy, or excuse me, um, yeah, no, Pakistani, yeah. Pakistani guy down the street live tweeting it. Yep. He said, "Hey, a helicopter just flew over my house. Mm-hmm. Hey, there's guys getting wow. out. Hey, there's all these explosions and gunfire. What's going on?" He was like, and he's live tweeting. Bird. Yeah, he's actually live tweeting the Bin Laden. I, I, I hope the thread is still up somewhere. Yep. live tweeting the operation in real time. I said, "That's wow. the future right there. That's, That's the future because now uh, I think it was." These last few years have not been easy on our economy. And with tax season finally arriving, there will be millions of hardworking people and businesses that could struggle even more due to the IRS working against them and pocketing profits for themselves. 
America First Tax Group can help put an end to your worries. Just one phone call to 800-431-5684 and you'll be in touch with America First Tax Group, a full-service tax company that'll fight the IRS's predatory tactics and put you on the path to financial freedom. Their experts can help you or your business with any tax-related problems you may have, from dealing with your back taxes to granting you access to tax relief and much more. Don't wait. Get in touch with America First Tax Group today by calling 800-431-5684. That's 800-431-5684. Or visit AmericaFirstTaxGroup.com slash Tucker. Again, 800-431-5684 or AmericaFirstTaxGroup.com slash Tucker. I want to say it was Christopher Hitchens or somebody uh, said this recently um, or, or, you know, brought this up recently that he said, he said, I don't read newspapers. And he said, well, why don't you read newspapers? He said, well, because I know people in these various industries and therefore I get the information before the newspaper. That's Twitter. That's yep. social media. Well, yeah, because local news can become national in seconds. To, uh, to, yeah. a, to a certain degree, the federal government is attempting to frame the Proud Boys. I should say they're literally trying to frame them. The seditious conspiracy thing is, is ridiculous. Wasn't there an agent who said they didn't hear anything like this? Or what was that about? Yeah, there were early on. And I think this also came out because Julie Kelly was reporting on it on Twitter. Um, she's she, amazing. Yeah, she's spectacular. And there were some documents. Um, the Can Proud we steal Boys, her? Right? Let's do it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so there were some documents from the that she had posted where FBI agents or whatever federal agents had said that they were with the Proud Boys. And that they were like embedded with them and that they heard absolutely no evidence of pre-planning of January 6th at all. So and so they make this up. Here's the crazy and thing. And the FBI had also said that there was no evidence of pre-planning. Initially, it was uh, this guy, Dominic Pizzola, was charged with, I think, trespassing, parading and like vandalism or something. He broke a window. He broke a window. Well, allegedly. Uh, and Because th- he's not been convicted of anything. And so- then um, they came later, like a year later, and added seditious conspiracy. And I think the reason they did that was because they kept saying insurrection over and over again. And everyone on the right correctly pointed out, yet nobody's been charged with anything related to any kind of insurrection. And then all of a sudden, miraculously, Enrique Tarrio, the leader of the Proud Boys Mm -hmm. conspiracy. Yeah. And they're, I think, the only ones. If you do a search, like you can look at Enrique Tarrio, who, by the way, wasn't at January 6th. Right. Yep. Wasn't he in jail? Yeah. He was. I think so. That's so weird. Federal custody. And you can yeah. look. I mean, the DOJ has all of the case documents up on the website. There's like 944 cases. And if you do searches, you can do searches for like assault. There aren't that many of them. You know. And here's but the issue, right? So here's the to issue. Break it down. To go back to, because I saw some people out there saying, well, these, you know, these videos that Tucker put out and this bit, it, it doesn't change anything because we've seen the other videos and we've seen the committee and we all know what happened that day. Here's what is significant about those videos, and and we can talk a little bit about because I do know something about um, the the larger trove of videos that that is coming. By the way, um, that of those, what was the number you just said? Nine hundred and forty-four. Nine hundred forty-four people. How many of them have actually been charged with anything violent, anything seditious? Ten right? per, about ten percent, I believe. Maybe ten percent. Yeah. And so the Julie other ninety percent of this are people that were walking around, that were taking pictures. Norm Macdonald had that tweet up mm-hmm. where he that said the, the violent terrorists are abiding by the velvet ropes and statuary. <laughs> right? Yeah. And 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 that's exactly right. And so you can be nuanced enough to be able to say that, yeah, there were you know, certain amount, what, uh, you know, 75 people, mm-hmm. 100 people, let's say, that that did get out of hand. And it was hooliganism. Right. But 
the vast majority of people there, it was just a crazy situation. People had the doors left open. People were escorted in. You uh, see, Jake, Jacob Chansley was, had the you doors see, left open. Uh, Goldberg saying it should be illegal to report this stuff to, for what Tucker She also doing. said God it was Orwellian God because she has, the re- she has like God the reverse her. dictionary. Yeah. So she doesn't understand what oh, that see, I love I love when they do stuff like this. I t- more of it, more. Mm. I want more censorship of like <laughs> Goosebumps and Matilda. And I want... <laughs> so insane. I want Whoopi Goldberg to just, just 24-7, keep going. Like keep her on air all day long. Right? And this because, was something you showed me yesterday was Amber Athey's piece in Spectator oh, it's so about Politico's banned words. Oh, Can we yeah. steal her too? <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Politico, pregnant persons. Yeah. Because she's got a book. Persons. She's got, Look, it's, got a book. We're, all yeah, la- we're, really we're laughing as it's, the problem's getting worse. Yeah. Government it's corruption, sort of amazing to me that it keeps getting worse even though everyone keeps screaming louder. Well, it's it's like the whole like, it's the squeeze because there's people are starting to notice. Like right. all this stuff had been moving this in this direction. Mm-hmm. It had been really kind of under the radar until COVID kind of brought it to the to kind of everyone, well, between COVID well, then and George Floyd. Well, because then everyone saw it. Everyone yeah. saw it in their kids' classrooms. Exactly. Everyone saw it after the the massive, what do you always say, hierarchy, not hypocrisy? Yeah, it's hierarchy, not hypocrisy. That after, after Floyd was killed, you know, it's okay to go protest yep. against racism, but otherwise but stay only in that. your damn house. Yeah. You can't protest right? the lockdowns, but you can right. protest racism. They called all I'm, those Michiganders who protested in Lansing racist for going to the... Right. Capital Anything. saying that they should get to open their nail and, salons. And that's Speaking the thing. Of you said, they said racist, right? and that's right. the that's the thing. People started to notice that. Wait a minute, there is nothing racist about going to the store. And people, <laughs> seriously, and that's that's what it was. Normal people, people started in Pittsburgh to say, having hold Wal- on. having church at Walmart. Yes, it's like there's nothing, and people started to say, right. hold on, this is this is really getting out of hand mm-hmm. because this is literally the excuse for everything now. And so I think that, that that's that's a big part of it is these things really kind of were flying under the radar. And then it, when the George Floyd uh, riots happened, people were just like, hold on a second. How, how is, you know, leaving your house because of COVID racist? I don't mm-hmm. get it, you know. Well, none of it makes sense. They're, they're, you know, this is what we were talking about the other day. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't see any logic to their plan other than it's fire, right? We can control combustion for a purpose like right. driving a car. You know, we use the make the car go forward. Uh, very, very simple. But uh, if you don't have a control mechanism that, for that, that, that's the process. Of, I like that. But if that's you don't, if you don't have the uh, control mechanism, mechanism, then it's just burning everything down. Right. So there is this energy from the left, and it is just chaotically destroying, consuming, and burning with no rhyme or reason. Yeah, I think it is doing that. Um, you don't think that they have a? I think that they're looking for specific outcomes, and they don't understand that the outcomes they're looking for I just, are I, going to be really destructive. They keep maybe, talking maybe about the this, young like dumb the, dumb ones. The but new the, uh, the new executive order that Biden just put out, looking for, uh, to advance equity, focusing yeah, I, I, on equitable I, outcomes. I think the real purpose is just to burn the machine to the ground, to destroy it all, and then mm-hmm. afterwards, who knows what you're going to get? Chinese communism, something like Do that. Do you think they know that their goal is to destroy everything? Yes, I think at the higher level. There, so a lot of people think they have this uh, uh, goal, which is this leftist postmodernist goal. I, I don't think so. I think they have a technocratic goal. I don't think they even know what it looks like. Well, I think it looks like uh, COVID social credit scores, COVID passports, Chinese communism. And they're using this postmodernism uh, as, a, as a burn, a controlled burn mm-hmm. to destroy the system, to gut it from the inside. That way they can start moving in their, their elements of social credit systems and things like that. Well, and to, distru- and to stop anyone in their way. Right. Right. So you look at 
take January 6 as not a singular event because take January 6 as the culmination of everything that happened in 2020 plus, you know, six days, right? So you have you have COVID, you have Wuhan, you have the CCP, you have the masks, you have the beginnings of, you know, we can't talk about uh, hydroxychloroquine, we can, and then which became we can't talk about ivermectin because it's horse medicine. Um, then then you have the George Floyd riots, which we're not allowed to talk about, mostly peaceful. Then you have Antifa. Then you have Chaz. Then you have the Hunter Biden laptop. Then you have the suppression of the mm-hmm. Hunter Biden laptop, all of which culminates in January 6th. So January 6th, which, which, by the way, you take all of that together. What If that was another country, what would we call it? We call it a color revolution. Let, yeah, let me, let me pull up this story. We've got this tweet from Matt Taibbi, the Twitter files. Twitter files number one statement to Congress, the censorship industrial complex, and he posts this image. It says, quote, true content which might promote vaccine hesitancy. He elaborates in tweet number 32. In one remarkable, remarkable email, the Virality Project recommends that multiple platforms take action even against stories of true vaccine side effects and true posts which could fuel vaccine, uh, I'm sorry, which could fuel hesitancy. None of the leaders of this effort to police COVID speech had health expertise. Here you can see the information being released, standard vaccine misinformation on your platform. And it goes on to say, true content which might promote vaccine hesitancy, viral posts of individuals expressing vaccine hesitancy or stories of true vaccine side effects. This content is not clearly mis or disinformation, but it may be malinformation, exaggerated or misleading. Also included in this bucket are often true posts which could fuel hesitancy, such as individual countries banning certain vaccines. I will say right now, the things that YouTube does not allow us to say may very well be true, and they know it, and they ban you from saying it anyway, because the people at YouTube are evil people. Marjorie Taylor Greene got banned for sharing vaccine information that was self-reported from the VAERS system, which is a federal database. Steven Crowder, I think, got two YouTube strikes for mm-hmm. discussing CDC data. Which, by the true way, information on, that could promote hesitancy, they said. Which, by the way, the VAERS database is the industry standard. That's the one. Right, because, That's correct. And I remember talking to someone who does R&D in pharma for, for decades, and, and I said, well, if the VAERS database, because we kept getting fact-checked, right? Yeah. You kept getting fact-checked if you posted something from the VAERS database. And I asked the question, I said, well, is this true? Should we not use the VAERS database? Where do I go? And they said, well, of course we use the VAERS database. What else would we use? Doctors tell people <laughs> that's that that's point. where they should report it. Yeah. The big, the big issue is, from all of this, well, I think we all knew, but now we have definitive proof. I should say there's, there's at least an effort internally with uh, the big tech government and, the, and this collusion to censor real information from the American people. Obviously, I think everybody who watches a show like this and you guys and everyone who mm-hmm. works for or, or reads websites like yours or watches a show like yours, everybody knows. You know what I mean? So how do we get that information to these people who are living in bubble world. They don't want the information. The bubble world people do not actually want facts. They don't want to know. And when you give them the information, when you say, hey, actually, here's some facts, they say, no, that can't be because that doesn't make any sense. And it's like, yeah, 
This doesn't make any sense. You voted for these people. This is what you wanted. You want to live in the bubble. Now you are in the bubble. And I'd just like to say, these people who are pushing all of this stuff don't think any of it's going to apply to them. I remember so distinctly when the ACA came in and there were the Obamacare mandates. And at the end of the year, you know, if you didn't have the proper health insurance, you got fined a whole bunch of extra money. And all of the lefties that I was hanging out with in downtown New York, they were very pro-mandate for the health insurance. And then they all got fined because they didn't have the proper health insurance because everyone was a broke-ass artist, right? So then they're like, wait, why am I getting fined? (laughs) They don't think it applies to them. During the pandemic, you'd go downtown, everyone's hanging out, drinking, whatever. The masks don't apply to them. They want to push this stuff on us and stay in their bubble. They are the vanguard. They're the banality (laughs) of evil. There's the banality the, of evil, exactly. The, and, and they know. Like the random Nazi guards who are just sitting there scratching these, their butts waiting these, to go home. These people will gladly vote for your destruction and oppression and then f- and then just ignore the rules when it applies to them exactly. and go out. There's that viral video from New York. It was really funny. It's like this street corner with a bunch of bars that are open and everyone's hanging out in the street and they're drinking. They don't they don't care at all. Mm-hmm. De- defying all of the rules. I went and out. No and no police I enforcement. Those people. Yeah. No enforcement. This is why we call it anarcho tyranny. That's yeah. correct. Right. So you you have this. You have people who will vote for tyranny on those of you know. So if like. Okay, total hypothetical, but like Tim, if you or I, let's say we were we were going on a commercial flight and we had a knife, like we're done. You're going to get arrested. You're definitely going to get arrested. You're probably going to get federal charges. Bro, we've been swatted fifteen times last year, and they've done nothing. Precisely, we've had, we've had this studio evacuate for three hours because of a bomb threat. Right. So that's exactly what I was going to get to. That if someone's on the other side and committing actual crimes, nothing will happen to them. Yep. Whatsoever. This is the system of anarcho tyranny, which gets to what you were saying before that the establishment is harnessing this energy. It comes from Tumblr and it, you know, originated there and it got through the media and now it's out, you know, spilling across TikTok like crazy, like wildfire. And of course the Chinese communist party is just like boost, 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 because they want to demoralize our society, which goes back to what you were saying, Libby, that someone who's been, this is Yuri Bezmenov, right? Someone who's been completely demoralized will not accept accurate information. You can take them to Russia, you can show them the gulag, they will not believe you. It's kind of, Michael Knowles was on, I just saw this clip, was on whatever podcast, and he was talking about how, he's like, yeah, I I met my wife when we were 10, we were kind of on again, off again for a while, and then we got married, now we have a couple of kids. And and they were looking at him with that, like, it's like the fluoride stare, right? <laughs> you know, just, just like, confused, just like so confused, stare. right? Just confused, like, like, are you, and then they asked him, are you joking with us? Are you, are you messing with us? And he said, no, that's, that's just the story of my, me and my wife. You know, and, and I get that sometimes when I talk about Tanya and I say, we, we met at a Bible study. And they say, okay, like, <laughs> like, come on. No, you didn't. Like you guys met <laughs> on some, you guys, you, you, your handler met, knew her handler. And then you, you came and said, no, we, we met a Bible study. It, You've told me the story. It's very mutual. sweet. It, it, I, I, some of the people that were at the study still follow us today and you know, we're all still friends, etc. And so it's, they actually can't believe that these type of things go on. Because they're so used to the world that's perpetuated by Hollywood, this hookup culture, this world that's perpetuated. For example, um, there was a video, and and I've talked about you know Yellowstoning, which is like the new, the new thing. But there was that video. I guess it was a Ron Perlman movie, 
and he's he's walking up to a gas station and i guess he's in the south somewhere you i, I shared the clip recently yeah, yeah. and these guys and it's 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 footage right it's not um it's not supposed to be real and there's a couple of white dudes in a in a pickup truck with a confederate flag and he he grabs the flag off and he says you know something man that offends me you know why because i read my history and those guys were losers and that's what you are when you fly that flag you're a loser right and he throws it and gets in their face and like rubs it, and i'm like do you have a will or a trust it can be scary to think about death but not having a plan in place if something happens is far scarier thanks to trust and will you don't have to navigate the complicated and confusing process of estate planning alone they make it accessible affordable and way easier than you thought it could be Trust and Will walks you through the whole process step by step. Each will or trust is state specific, and you can customize it to your own needs, including guardianship, healthcare preferences, power of attorney, and final arrangements. You'll have easy access and control of all your estate planning documents in one convenient place with bank level encryption. And you'll reduce the burden on loved ones by helping them avoid complicated probate proceedings and family disagreements, all starting at just $199. Join hundreds of thousands of families and protect your loved ones with Trust and Will. Get 10% off plus free shipping of your state plan documents at trustandwill.com slash Tim. That's trustandwill.com slash Tim. I've never had a couple of guys at a gas station like that accost me flying a giant. <laughs> like this, this world doesn't exist except in Hollywood yep. movies. And it's liberal left-wing fe fever dreams that are perpetuated to make people think. And then of course, oh, that's exactly what I would do in that situation, except that world doesn't exist. No, you know, I grew up in the Philadelphia like area. That. Let me tell you something like the gas stations that I was looking over my shoulder at, I wasn't looking for, you know, a couple of dudes with a Confederate flag. You know, I've never had that situation. <laughs> and I've been all over the country. I've never had this situation happened. Maybe that's ever. because you were the dude with the Confederate flag. How about that, Jack? Whoa. Mic drop. Whoa, whoa. Why are you look why are you checking my why are you flag checking me, Tim? Why are you flag I, I, checking I would, me would, on I your would, birthday? I would love to do a, a bit where it's like he grabs the flag and throws it on the ground and goes, You guys are losers, and the guys just go, Hey, hey, come on, man. You know, we're just trying to have a good time, you know? Like, bro, you, know, come on, man. you know, I'm just getting my gas over here. Well, we're leaving. We don't got no trouble with you. And like that's the reality of what probably would happen. They'd be like, yo, yo, like, what are you doing, man? Why are you throwing our flag on the ground? But that's the thing, right? Is, is my point is that that's how they view fly over America. That's how they view places like Ohio, places like East Palestine, where, the, you know, they just get rid of their jobs, shit their jobs to China. Who cares about them? Who cares about the South? They're all redneck. The only time, by the way, the only time that you see the Midwest or the South depicted in Hollywood other than a scene like that is horror movies. Mm. And that you're like Stranger Things, right? Which is obviously horror. Because anyone, anyone worth anything in those places would have already left. That's the attitude. Oof. People have. That's literally the way. So true. That's the way that they behave. So true. Because I mean, I mean, I see it in, in the music industry and stuff like that. You know, there are some bands that are like, man, I love going to the Midwest because that's the salt of the earth, real people and stuff. And then there are some bands that really like the coasts because the snooty, you know, we're better than you people are are are, are like they're the trendy bands, you know. Right. And and you really see that kind of attitude. They really do think that the people that are worth anything have left the Midwest. Because why would you stay? Why would you stay? And I, and by the way, I say that as a guy from the coast. Libby, you're from, we're both from the East I'm, Coast. Yeah, I'm, I'm from, from Massachusetts. Yeah. I grew up in Western Mass. Yeah. Like you, you don't get much more liberal than that. You know? No, not than Western Mass. <laughs> I, I grew up, when I started playing shows, I was playing shows in Northampton. That's where Smith oh College is. And, wow. Like that's where my, yeah, I, I grew up living like it was the 90s, so it wasn't like it is today. But like, you know, I'm, I grew up with, with as, as progressive 
surrounded by the most progressive people that you could come up with in the 90s, mm-hmm. you know? Those are very progressive people. Yes, absolutely. Although I was actually, uh, I was talking to this FBI, former FBI agent who was out in Portland in the summer of 2020. Mm-hmm. And he said that the uh, when they got their mission briefing, once they got out there, the officials in Portland were like, you know, but we have to live out here, so that's why we got you guys out here. We're not going to do this work ourselves. Mm-hmm. We're very in favor of our activists. We really believe in their free speech. And when he turned in a report showing that um, legal observers were actually running cover for protesters, yeah. they nothing ever happened. Yeah. They like didn't even acknowledge it. That's not progressive yeah. anymore, though. That, no, I mean, that's, that's, that's not that's, progressive. That's like tyrannical. That's 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 authoritarian. You yeah. stop Let's, being uh, liberal. So I do want to before we before we get off Gen Six, I do want to to throw it out there because I, I tease this and I don't want to I don't want to leave it out. So this whole question about hey, what's up with the rest of the tapes, right? Mm. What is up with the rest of the tapes? So this this plan about giving giving Tucker access first. This is something that I've known about since. second week of January Mm -hmm. going back so that this has been totally in the works. But what people need to understand is that there is a national security review going on right now with all of the tapes. And it's not just 14,000 hours, it's 42,000 hours. And it's all going to come out. And every, every piece, because, okay, from a national security perspective, I'll pull my Fed hat for here for a second, right? You can't actually show every person that's going in and out of the skiff. Right. Because you might have people that are in cover that are going in there that are that are checking this out. You can't show every route that they take the the speaker and the vice president, et cetera, because there's safe rooms and different areas and things like this. So they want to be careful with stuff like that. But as pertains to the actual people coming in, I've been told that as much of it as possible is going to be coming out. They're reviewing all of it. This is from people uh, close to the speaker's office that it's something they've they didn't actually have as a priority coming into uh, this. It, it wasn't like, you know, some deal or something like that. I want to say it wasn't a priority. That's maybe the, let, me, let me rephrase that. But they realize how important this is. And they're actually making sure that they can send as much out as possible. And I think that's amazing. I think people are actually going to be very happy when they see what comes out. Do you know, did you right see on. what McCarthy said today? He said, because he was talking about this, he said, you know, uh, that Tucker just had a few, um, and that they asked Capitol Police if there were any concerns, and they came back with one about like entrance, about like exits and things like that. Exactly. And then McCarthy said, but it was interesting that one that they had a problem with, Eric Swalwell, had had up on the internet for the last two years showing that part. Right, because, so, I mean, this is, uh, you know, JFK and Dealey Plaza, right? Mm-hmm. To know the specific route that a a principal is going to be taking before they take it is an obvious security risk for anybody. McCarthy said also that Pelosi's daughter had shown the January 6th committee the exact route to take from the speaker's office. They showed the route. They showed the safe house on Fort McNair. So all all of that is blown now. So now you have to completely change that because now that's that's just blown. So if, let's say, you're some terrorist group, like an actual terrorist Mm -hmm. group, and you want to set up something like this, well, guess what? Now you know where all the principles of the U.S. government are going to go. So as from a security perspective, the Capitol Police and probably in conjunction with the Secret Service, because remember, the, the vice president was there at the time, are now going to have to completely revamp all that. They're probably going to have to construct things. Yeah. I mean, some of this stuff is is permanent fixtures in terms of how they design for security. 
and now if it's out there. You mean kind of like when there what was a, guys, an attack what, at the White House in May of 2020 that we don't even talk about anymore? Yeah. Right. Let's, what, did, uh, what did you guys make of Benny Thompson saying that he and the January 6th committee didn't have access to the footage? No, he didn't ask for access to the footage. That's I think that think was BS. I think it was, he's that was basically him admitting that he didn't take the time. He was the head of the look. committee. Of yeah, course he could have looked. He just didn't check he it didn't, out. He didn't go and look. None they of didn't them care. Did. None of them. Adam Krinzinger and Liz Cheney and all these people, not, not a single one of them actually took the time to go down and watch. They were too busy producing their primetime, you know, punitary, punitive special. Let's talk about the uh, censorship industrial complex. This is a story from TimCast.com going into greater detail on the congressional hearings we saw with Matt Taibbi and Michael Schellenberger. They say Schellenberger, along with his with former Twitter uh, with fellow Twitter files reporter Matt Taibbi, appeared before the select subcommittee on the weaponization of the federal government regarding their findings in the Twitter files. Quote, I've never worked on an issue where so frequently while doing it. I just had chills going up my spine because of what I was seeing happening. Schellenberger said, I never thought in my own country that freedom of speech would be threatened in this way. It's just frightening when you get into it. It's amazing because the Democrats and what was it? The delegate woman, not even a member of Congress. Yeah. Were smearing and lying and acting like this stuff isn't happening right before our very Mm -hmm. eyes. With Tucker Carlson, he puts out video definitively proving the police give an escort to uh, Chansley. The Q shaman walking him around the building, trying to open doors for him. And the media comes out in lockstep along with Mitch McConnell. And they all say, no, no, don't believe your lying eyes. Tucker Carlson is speaking against the 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 uh, the uh, what should we call it? The enclave. Right. And the White House said he's not credible. That's right. So mm-hmm. don't listen to him. Now we have Michael Schellenberger. Don't believe your eyes. We, right. Yeah. Don't believe your eyes. We have the Twitter files, definitive evidence that the government was working in tandem. There's portals Twitter, Twitter built a government reporting portal. And then I see this Democrat being like, was there ever any instance where the government demanded they take something down? And Schellenberger's like, yes. Mm-hmm. He's like, they are directed them to take it down. He goes, they did. He goes, they emailed saying like, hey, flagging these for review. And he goes, oh, they're just flagging them, though. Uh, uh, OK, thank you for clarifying. You think uh, a request is a demand. They like, barely these people are just let so them duplicitous. answer, too. Oh, they, I know. It was insane. I mean, it was actually one of the most lit congressional hearings. Yeah, it was crazy. In a while, it was really. So, Libby, let me, you, let me, you wait, actually let me, watched let me, the whole thing. Let me, I watched, let me, let me I watched play the whole this. thing. Yeah, let I mean, me, Hannah this, can tell you. Let me play this clip. Oh, he's going to play this clip. Yeah, let's play it. Here we go. Here we go. Who? This is Plaskett. And to praise him for his work. This isn't just a matter of what data was given to these so-called journalists before us now. There look are at, many legitimate look at, questions. Look at Matt Taibbi gives this look to yeah. Michael Schellenberger like, like did she say so-called journalist? questions about where Musk got the financing kind of like she's a to so-called buy Twitter. Congresswoman. We know she's not. She's a delegate. She's, she's, not, so she's not even All right. a congresswoman. She's you ready for this? Clown show. So Glenn Greenwald tweeted this 18 seconds. He should have tweeted the full thing because Matt Taibbi mentions he's got 30 years in the industry. But it here's was what, amazing. Here's what, he was, here's what he said. That time was spent at Rolling Stone magazine. Uh, ranking member Plaskett, um, I'm not a so-called journalist. Uh, I've won the National Magazine Award, the I.F. Stone Award for Independent Journalism, and I've written ten books, including four New York Times New York Times bestsellers. Uh, I'm now <laughs> yeah. There you go. She's not even listening to his hear answer. Right. Jim Jordan in the background just being like, "Oh my goodness." These why? people are evil. There's yeah. just there's just no question. And you know now that. Ian's not here. You know, what do they say? When the cats are away, the muscle. But now that Ian's not here, we can all sit here in agreement that Democrats are evil, right? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. They're in furtherance of Moloch. Now Ian's sitting in his room going like, I should have been on the show tonight. Mm. I wouldn't I wouldn't say evil necessarily. You wouldn't say evil. You wouldn't say withholding exculpatory evidence I would, I from would the say public that doing and the that defendants. Is evil. I would say doing that is evil. So you don't think the people who did that were evil? I don't know. I hesitate to put judgment on a person's heart. 
You know, so, so, you know, I'm a softie like that. So you're saying that you're pulling me in here. I believe in, in redemption. Yeah, I, I, I believe in redemption too. But I got to tell you, a person who acts, who, who engages in evil activities, is an evil person. I think they should probably be put in prison. I mean, these are these are criminals. Look, man, there's a guy who goes into a bank and he robs it, demanding one dollar, and then the cops come and they say, "Sir, you're under arrest." And he explains the reason he did it was because he has cancer. And he can't get medical treatment. But if he's in prison, they'll be forced to give him medical treatment and he didn't want to die. Maybe he was trying. And that is not an evil person. No. That, is a, that is a horrifying story of, and a very sad one. But he committed a crime and he should go to prison. You have people who are hungry uh-huh. or who typically want or need things. I would not call that evil. If a guy goes to a supermarket and he steals some food because he's hungry, I wouldn't call that evil. Jean Valjean. If, if a guy I, goes I to a supermarket... And grabs food, brings it out back and destroys it because he's, it's funny. And he does it in front of starving people. I would say that's evil. That's evil. Yeah. I and would that person say that, is evil. I would say that Stacey Plaskett and Sylvia Garcia, I think they are stupid. I think they are stupid, moronic people. I think they I evil. don't think they even have enough uh, sense of personhood to be evil. I think they're just completely stupid. It's the banality of stupid. evil. So, they're so, so, so stupid. Okay. Like Sylvia Garcia, the Texas representative. You're saying useful idiots. She, yeah. Wait, well, let me ask I you a don't question even then. think is, 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 She's out there. She's talking about like, oh, did you file this with Twitter first? She doesn't even know right, how of course, Twitter of course. works. Ian said the other night that he thinks, I, I asked him what evil was, and he said strangling a cat. Because you you're in, you enjoy watching it suffer. That's an evil action. Do you, you, you think a person who, who strangles cats for fun is evil? They go around doing it consistently, knowing it's wrong, and they, they find pleasure enjoying it? Yes, I think intentionally what if, what, doing what the wrong thing. What if they were thing. developmentally disabled, mm-hmm. and they were laughing, strangling a cat? Is that evil? You mean like in Of Mice and Men when Lenny kills that girl? I, I don't know, I guess. Was Lenny evil I mean, I'm, Steinbeck? I'm, 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 I don't I'm, know. I'm, so if a person, like, does a level of intelligence absolve someone of their evil actions i wonder if it does that's an interesting question. i say no does evil require intelligence i do not think so i th- I, I think whether I- I- any kind of create like there is a degree of evil in cats i knew cats that- torture other uh-huh. animals for fun and pleasure not for sustenance so but we think we know this cats we know evil. this about them are cats evil yep <laughs> i mean to a certain degree <laughs> To a certain degree, they are. So, what about so I'll put it. I'll put it this way. I'll put it. I'll put nope. it this way. Um, I disagree. I think they might be. But, dogs but, can't be. Dogs can't be. Evil. Dogs can't be evil. Dogs cannot be evil. So, I so I'll put know. it this. I'll put it this way. I'll put it this way. That if is is that person evil in their heart? Be if they're not making that decision themselves of their own volition. Um, yes, that's that's a moral question. But if you are on the receiving end. If you are someone who is subject to a regime that's controlled by people like Stacey Plaskett, if you are subject to a a pit bull attack Mm -hmm. from your neighbor, right, then it is within your rights to act to stop the evil which is occurring to you. I just got to give a shout out to Brett Ain't Dead in the member chat saying, no, cats are based. (laughs) (laughs) And then they're posting bocas emojis. Look, we like cats. But there's like a degree of... There's like a hundred cats here, by the way. I've watched bocas sit outside staring at a crippled mouse that he crippled and then it, it's laying there hyperventilating and shaking and then when it when it gets up and slowly starts crawling away he stands up and gets ready and then when it runs he whacks it again and then it just sits there and starts shaking again oh that's that and i'm brutal. like yo cats are evil dude that's yeah, like that's, that's so brutal. like horrible he's not hungry so nope. he doesn't no. need to destroy the it was thing. just fun it's to just cause it suffering fun. that's right cats do that cats I knew this woman yeah, in college, and she told me about her dad, who, when their cat had My too many kittens, girls like that, we like cats though because they can't hurt us, and put them in the freezer 
Yeah, and well, killed them in the freezer. See, that's yeah, evil that too. Messed up. I think that was evil. I knew this man who was. But what? Um, but were mentally, they were they mentally challenged? The cat or the dad? The dad. I don't think her name was Jessica, but she was from New Zealand, actually. So the way she said it was Jessica. I mean, look, when, I it, comes to, when it comes to the law, we, we actually disabled. don't Jesus hold someone did. responsible for a crime Jesus. if they are developmentally or mentally disabled. We actually say, you know, this person is not capable of, of going on the stand and defending themselves. The actions they committed were outside of their understanding. So we're not going to put them to death. You know, I don't. There was this woman. You see this woman who killed her children, and now she's her attorneys are saying, "Well, she's mentally ill." In, Ma- so in she, Massachusetts. Yeah, so she shouldn't face the death penalty. <sighs> that story, man. It's brutal. I think that's evil. I think even if you're mentally ill, you can be evil. If I think about it in terms of mothers who kill children, I think I think people can be redeemed. I think people can be abol- apologetic. I think people can realize what they did was wrong, but. I, if, I I if, think she belongs in mental institution. If you commit evil acts, you I are think, evil. I'm, I mean, I'm shocked she hasn't killed herself. I, I Look, think she belongs in mental institution. That's what, that's what I'll say with that. What they did to the January 6th defendants is definitively, undeniably, factually, objectively evil. Yes, I think that's true. They I withheld the, exculpatory yes. evidence, violating their rights, mm-hmm. violating the law for personal gain, causing suffering to another person. Well, and they did evil. it in order to bash and destroy. For personal gain. Other like uh, just the rest of Americans, they did it to hurt all of us. They did it to criminalize the Trump movement, and mm-hmm. they did it to criminalize the MAGA movement. And they did this as, as I was saying earlier, there was a col- we experienced a domestic color revolution in 2020. All the hallmarks of whether you want to talk about Maidan, which Tim, I know you were, you covered live. Um, whether you want to talk yeah, the about ground. any, you, we're seeing elements of this in Tbilisi right now in Georgia um, that. This was a domestic color revolution, and some of the same people, is, like Norm Eisen, we may still be living through elements of it, uh, were were admitted parts of it. The man who wrote the book on color revolutions, and he's in the Time Magazine article, which came out one month after January sixth. Like the the serial killer le- writing the letter to the police, "I got you, and you will never catch me," uh, one, and then signing it because they want credit for their work. So when I see all of these things happen together, then January 6th comes out as a sort of, it's almost like a psychological justification used by the regime in order to say, well, this is why we had to do all of those things. Don't you see? We had to protect you from this terrible movement. We had to protect you from these people, these 71 million Americans who are all domestic terrorists. We're going to criminalize this movement. We're going to get rid of you. That's why, and you're seeing, but you actually are seeing elements of, the the symptoms of the the effects of this from the Republican Party now because you're starting to see the more establishment types are kind of trying to go back to Reagan they're trying to bring him back up again you know we're we're really Reagan. the Reagan party you're even seeing Eisenhower I'm seeing people do this now like a lot of Zoomers with they always have a Ukraine flag in their bio and they say I'm an Eisenhower Republican right it's like name one thing Eisenhower did <laughs> and I don't know why everybody likes Reagan so much to be honest and then gun control and no fault divorce I'm not interested yeah well, plus, and plus gun mass, control amnesty, in mass order to amnesty make amnesty. it harder yeah. for Black Californians to own guns well and yeah the point, like what but the point being is but the point being is there it's it's not about reagan it's about someone who's not trump it's about someone right. who is popular who's not trump that we can go back to and and use as a way to shade against trump which is funny because originally the the, the establishment hated reagan they were all behind the bush family um and that's yeah. why you had that election in 1980 the way you did with where bush becomes the vice president after running an extremely hard race against the uh the grassroots populist candidate which may be something that we see again very mm-hmm. soon here uh i say for no reason whatsoever that 
they are attempting to make it painful. And Tim, you talked about this once before. You said, if you're watching the mainstream, you, when you were talking about the 2020 election, I really appreciated your, your diagnosis of what happened, that you had a group of people in this country on the left that listened to the media and said all of these terrible, horrible things were happening, and they kept ratcheting up the pressure, ratcheting up the pressure, ratcheting up the pressure, the pain and the psychological torture, and then said, if you just vote him out of office, it'll all go, it'll all but, go no, no, but, but more than that, they then knocked on your door and said all of the suffering you're enduring as you're locked in this building is because of Trump. Here you go. Here's the ballot to fill out. And they Precisely. would say, you got it. But let's talk about the story here. Ladies and gentlemen, one man is standing up and fighting back for all of us. One man. And that man is Alex Stein, primetime 99, (laughs) suing Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez because she blocked him on Twitter after he called her his favorite big booty Latina. This is what it says. I'm just reading the news, guys. He, he, He said his favorite big booty Latina on the steps. She got mad. She blocked him. He's suing her. And, uh... This is, is this could be interesting because it was previously ruled Trump couldn't block people. Mm-hmm. And if you're a public official, you couldn't block people. She blocked him. Now he's suing her. Is uh, is this the kind of culture warrior that we need right kind now? Kind of, yeah. And deserve? I think Alex Stein is really hysterical. Yeah. He, uh, We covered this today at the Post Millennial. Can I read you his yeah, comment yeah, about yeah. it? Read his comment. He said, I love and care about this country so much that I am able to put aside my political differences <laughs> And try to come to the table with all politicians, especially AOC, because we align on more things than she probably thinks. And I want to be able to communicate to her through Twitter because it's the modern day digital town hall and political free speech is the most important protected speech, in my opinion. That was all I love the one guy. sentence. Yeah, and then he said, great. I love AOC and I hope she can find it in her heart to unblock me. <laughs> oh, wow. I think Alex Stein actually does really good work in that. Time is our most precious commodity, and I've heard from so many of my listeners who have asked for my advice about how they can spend it wisely to improve themselves and the people around them. That's why I'm so excited that Hillsdale College is offering more than 40 free online courses in the most important and enduring subject. You can learn about the works of C.S. Lewis, the stories in the book of Genesis, the meaning of the U.S. Constitution, the rise and fall of the Roman Republic, or the history of the ancient Christian church with Hillsdale College's online courses, all available for free. That's right, for free. I personally recommend you sign up for Constitution 101, the meaning and history of the U.S. Constitution. In this 12-lecture course, you'll explore the design and purpose of the Constitution, the challenges it faced during the Civil War, and how it has been undermined for more than a century by progressivism and liberalism. The course is self-paced so that you can start whenever and wherever. Enroll now in Constitution 101. Our country needs more Americans who understand the Constitution and can defend the freedom of the American people against the encroachments of an increasingly large and unaccountable government. Go right now to hillsdale.edu slash Tim to enroll. There's no cost and it's easy to get started. That's hillsdale.edu slash Tim to register. Hillsdale.edu slash Tim. It is, it, it's, it's cultural, it's fun. He's not even really conservative. If you've ever listened to his actual policies, he's been no, on the show. Really. He's, he's fairly moderate mm-hmm. or even liberal in some regards. 
But this is the this, the reason why I think this story is interesting. It's very anti NASA, if I remember correctly. Yeah, he's <laughs> anti NASA. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. a we, wild we, policy. Oh, yeah. We argued quite a bit about how the moon land about the moon landing. He does not believe it happened. Obviously, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. A bunch of globe tards out here. <laughs> that's what they say. Globulists. 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 Uh, there's a funny video where a guy does an experiment. There's actually like 50 videos of people doing exp- these guys doing experiments to prove the Earth's flat and they accidentally prove it's round. And they're like, wait a minute, how is this happening? Uh, One guy went on a plane. And he's like, because the earth is round, the plane will have to dip down every so often to uh-huh. like, you know, to level out, which means if he, if he films this leveler, you should see the bubble moving. Right. And then when he doesn't see it happen, he's like, that proves it. And it's like, dude does not understand That's how, not like, how it works. Gravity works. I've been in planes all my life, man. I've never seen a curve. No curve. <laughs> anyway, anyway, anyway. <laughs> you know, people are complaining about Matt Wall saying he's too mean. And I don't even think he was that mean. And uh, seeing like Alex Stein, he, I, I, Alex Stein's like a one up on Matt Walsh. I mean, you could say Matt Walsh is direct, but Alex Stein like really grinds people's gears. Like he he goes in front of the protesters. There are people who hate him. Yeah. He, they're, oh they're, yeah. I love him. when he goes in front of the protesters and he's smiling. Just like, Hi. He's, he's so here's what he does. Here's, here's so the excited. technique. I was, this I was, the, I was the important component in, uh, of this. The important, oh, really? the, right, the important yeah. component right. that people need to understand about what Alex Stein does is that he doesn't insult them. Yep. He laughs, says, I love you, and he's too tall for them to block, so he holds the camera up, <laughs> yeah. and then he just starts saying, I love you, you guys, and he's smiling, and it drives them insane. It is one of the most brilliant tactics. Mm-hmm. So if y'all are concerned about Matt Walsh, we got Alex Stein right here, but let's be real, Alex Stein pisses people off way more than Matt Walsh does. Mm-hmm. His tactic is more uh, infuriating. Because but what it's can you- hard to counter it. Right. He's just having a great time. There's a there's this old there's this old movie called A Thousand Clowns. Anyway, at one one of the kids he says in the in the movie he says, uh, "What are you going to do with someone who has a wonderful time like that?" And that's exactly what's <laughs> going on with <laughs> Alex Stein. What are you going to do with someone who's just out there yep. having a wonderful time? There's there's some there's an issue on and, and and speaking as like I don't know the right or whatever. There's an issue on the right where people just want to be boring. They just hate fun. They they and it's it's been like that for a long C-pack. time. And I had it fun lacked, at CPAC. I, I had fun. I had fun. But, but I've read nothing but it was very boring. And well, I had fun with Jack. But we, like, had fun. we had fun. Yeah. I don't know about everybody else. And, like, we had you know, I can speak for myself. I had fun. But right, I'm just saying, in general, right, there's this, there's a, like an aversion to fun that you can't use fun tactics. So we need, we need Paul Ryan up there talking about cuts to Medicare and Medicaid and Social Security and this little, remember his bow tie act that he well, used to well, do? Well, look, 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 even, even Turning Point USA's event was all suits. I think the only people who didn't wear suits on stage was like me and Ian. Mm-hmm. And, and I think, I don't think Bannon was wearing a suit, but like everybody's Bannon's wearing, suit. yeah, everybody's wearing some kind of dress up. Well, that's like the uniform, man. Yeah, but you, but how are you, like does that does does that image attract young people to to want to be involved in what you're doing? And I think not really. It all depends no. if your suit is like you know like a okay. lawyer's suit. That's one thing. But if, you're, bottom, if you're looking right, like you saw the audience, Ryan Stone tuxedo that's pink and periwinkle or whatever, and a big top hat, you might a lot of people are going to be like really excited. I think about there that. just need to be more parties at these things. More parties, more events. McGregor more music. looks great when he wears a suit, right? Like more he's walking around with, all, you know, he like, looks like just, right. They need to do more fun stuff. They got on O'Keefe for being features. fun, right? They tried to go after yep. O'Keefe that was for, the thing about that. you know, <laughs> having, you know, being fun and, and doing music and look, trying to break out of this. Look, not for nothing, but I've been, you know, I've, I'm, I have another job where I'm in a band and we've been, you Allegedly. know, 
allegedly. allegedly. We've been around for a bit, and I was putting the flag up in the early part of the teens, like, hey, I'm you know into like liberty, and and I was big on Ron Paul in 2012, and I was like looking for conservatives that were interested in talking about that, like about my band and stuff, and. Nobody was nobody was listening, and it, the left hated me because I was, you know, the left was just as as you know as left as they are, you know. So it's it's something that the the conservatives and the right has to get their act together on, and it's like when you got people like the Daily Wire and like Tim and stuff like that trying to make culture, the the other like establishment right, they're lagging behind, and they have been for a long time. Didn't Rogan just open a new comedy club? Yeah, mm-hmm. Comedy Mothership. I like I that called, right? name. Isn't yeah. it interesting how comedians like I wonder Russell, if we can do an Russell event Brand or like you go to the older, you know, the, the Norm MacDonald clips that are coming out or even George Carlin old clips will come out and it's, it's like comedians have this ability to tell more truth and actually move the needle mm-hmm. better than um, or Ryan Long when he does stuff. Uh, to move the needle and actually get this stuff across better than well, that's than like with a, people on the right. That's like with Alex Stein, right? Like, yeah, because it's well, yeah, funny. Like you're, if you're having, if you're laughing, you know who it's else gonna is funny? Come in a lot, lot easier. Donald Trump. Donald Trump is funny. <laughs> He's, He's very funny. He's a comedian. I, anybody who's ever been to like him giving a speech, he's doing stand up. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's crazy. It's, well, it's and he feeds off the routine. crowd. He's great. It's, he's great up there. It is. It is like George Carlin was comedy with some politics. His is politics with with comedy. But like you're laughing the whole time. It's crazy. Well, it's Nor- a, it's and Norm Macdonald, one of his final interviews, he actually says that it's like I think with his sister in law up in Canada and. He was talking about how he actually he kind of catches himself. So Norm is in, is in the interview and he says, he's like, you know, I, I, I went to see Trump at one of these great. I mean, you know, not, not that I went. I mean, I just I just want to see what it was like. Right. He kind of catches himself before he just admits <laughs> to going to a Trump rally. I love Norm. And he said um, he said, but well, I went to give see him one, do one of these speeches. And anyone who's been in the circuit knows exactly what he's doing that it's it's a basics it's it's a stand-up routine he's he's putting on an act he's got his material and what's great for him is that so he's able to use whatever's going on in the news cycle can then feed into that um and it was even better is that so the reporters in these if you look at it through that framework uh, the reporters become like hecklers and so they're yep. heckling him. And the, of course, the greatest one of these, the greatest exchange is, is you know, the, the, the one reporter. And she goes, he goes, all right. Yeah, yeah. You ask a question next. Look at her. She's shocked. <laughs> She's in a state of shock that I called on her. And he goes, oh, I'm sorry. I wasn't thinking. It's OK. I know you're not thinking. You never do. <laughs> she, Excuse, me? Quick. <laughs> Excuse me. Excuse me. No, funny. sorry. Ask your question. Go ahead. Go ahead went, question. Went, Make it a good one. I went to that White House social media summit. I was the only one not wearing a suit in the White House. Oh, really? Funny. You went to that? Yeah, I was with Bill Ottman. And How, my goodness, I have so many questions. Uh, he just gave a speech and then we didn't really do anything. Nothing got resolved. I thought there was going to be a, a real conversation. Were there, around. Like, were there like memes like posted up and stuff? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like Twitter posts, yeah. like on like, and tweets, easels yeah. and stuff like that. Right, it was right, really right. funny. And uh, but we were just laughing the whole time. I mean, he was doing stand up. I mean, one of my favorite things is when he was like, the lights, they make me look orange, you know? And like, <laughs> he just, he knows, he's that's a funny a huge, guy. That's a huge thing with him though, because he's been doing media for so long that before you do an interview with Trump, he will sit there and, and say, let me see how I look. Let me see that. Let me see that. Let me see the look. Do I look no, I don't like that. Turn that light off. <laughs> the light turn off. Turn this one on. Turn that one off. Wait, no, angle this down. He'll, he'll do all of that because he gets it. He gets how that system works. 
and he knows that image is everything. Well, so so I, I heard JFK Nixon debate. Yeah, yeah, the 1960. Yeah, yeah, exactly. CPAC is supposed to be the big deal. And all I've heard from people was that it was stagnant. It was boring. Not many people showed up. I had someone say that 10 years ago they went, you couldn't, you couldn't even get a hotel room. This time they showed up a day right, right before the event and there were tons of hotel rooms available, like nobody was coming to it. And that's kind of worrisome, I would say. But there's got to be... Well, it's not an election year, so that's part st- of it. St- I, still, I mean, there's got to be some energy. Something's got to bring some energy into... Maybe CPAC isn't the answer. Maybe there's got to be some kind of like... I don't know, coalition. Well, it's also, I mean, I'll, like I will, I will say this, though, right. is is that CPAC, I mean, I, I think yes. that, I mean, that's kind of what, what America Fest was, right. basically. Um, well, but I mean, like music. music. Yeah. But, so music. With, oh, you mean, you mean literally with music. Tom yeah. McDonald, oh, okay, yeah. Bryce and Gray, Five Times August. All about it. Who else I would we love got? that. I was talking to Five Times remains. August because I was talking to him about how he was banned from Bandcamp. Um, Who, Bryson? Uh, five, five Times August. Yeah. And I felt, you know, I find it really... I know there's a ton of streaming platforms out there. It's not like, you know, it's not like uh, you have to just pick one and that's the only one out there. But I do find it surprising the way that um, tech companies in culture spaces are shutting out people that they just disagree with. And what I, I also found gonna, surprising is that Bandcamp, Bandcamp has not replied to anybody. Did they ever get back to you? No, I think we're going to sue them. Um, you know, normally you, you never say these things mm-hmm. like you just file, but... We're in a different kind of political landscape and cultural landscape. So I think the current plan is we're exploring a crowdfund and potential class action. I think, you know, for us, Timcast Music had probably 25,000 sales. And uh, through Bandcamp, it might be like 10,000 or something. So that's 10,000 people. Well, the issue and then is you've that, got, yeah. well, then you've got five times August Bryson and Bryson Gray. Bryson Gray mentioned he was banned as well. I don't know why. They've given us no reason. They have an absolute termination clause, but I'm not sure that matters for the people who purchased a product they can no longer get access to. They can't, yeah. So the idea right now is I'm talking with a prominent uh, lawyer on censorship issues, and I said, I, you know, what do you think? Breach of contract. We've got customers who can no longer access a product they've paid for, and we have no vehicle by which to refund them because it went through Bandcamp and Bandcamp terminated our accounts without notice. So there's a, there's a problem right here now. People are like, hey, I bought a song. I can't get it. Okay. And, uh, Which is breach of contract. That sounds like it for they, sure. So they have an absolute termination clause. They say, like, we can ban for whatever reason, but that might not actually hold up in court. You can say whatever you want. It doesn't mean anything. So What about for the users who paid the money? Well, exactly. Right. That's, that's so, what I'm saying. Yeah. So they still have accounts. They're still expecting to get what they paid for, and they have no access to it. So the account, our account needs to exist. Isn't this what happened? They can make an argument that we can't upload to it or control it, but they, the people who bought the music... Still need to be able to get it. So long story short, the general idea is going to be to create a, ca- a crowdfund that would go directly to the legal team, not to anyone inv- else involved, mm-hmm. for the purpose of the def- of defending this uh, upwards of item. I'd imagine probably going to be in it's the 20 like or 30,000 people. Right. It could be a class action suit because you've got Bryson Gray's fans. I haven't talked to any of these people, mm-hmm. but Bryson Gray, Five Times August, and Timcast. The combined fan bases who purchased music through that platform, it's going to be in the tens of thousands. Isn't this so similar, this could be a huge lawsuit. Isn't this similar to what they did at Patreon? Yeah. This was this was the this is the the Owen Benjamin lawsuit with and, Patreon. Yeah, and there was uh, so so we'll see. Here here's the thing. I don't know. I, I personally feel that they have they have breached contract between the customers, between us. They've done it for uh, unjust reasons. Like they they can we can do whatever we want whenever we want, but like 
You, I, I, I'm not sure that's true. So what we're going to do is and if they had we are going reason, to they could say what it is and they haven't. And I, and I think it's simply put, you know, you, you'll often hear from lawyers. They'll say something like there's no point in filing the lawsuit because you won't win anyway, blah, blah, blah. Well, that's not what we're hearing now. What we're hearing now from these teams is we actually need to pursue this stuff to figure out what the precedent is on this kind of breach of contract, but we need the money for it. So I said, okay, what if we did a crowdfund? And then we just got, I don't know, what if we got a million people to give 10 bucks and just put 10 million bucks in the coffers of a legal firm to... Ooh, that'd be nice. They could do a lot with that. Well, they could, we, could, we could then truly figure out if these companies are, are truly uh, engaging in you know, civil tort violations or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then we, we could actually get some judges to issue rulings on whether or not they are allowed to do these things. And I'll put it this way. The left wants to sue that baker in Colorado into oblivion and they keep doing it. Yeah, I'm down to play the same game. I th- I'm pretty confident that between all of the follow the followers that I, the Daily Wire, anybody else has, post millennial, they'd be willing to p- pitch in ten bucks to a law firm. None of us will go anywhere near the I fund. I would throw ten bucks in for that, and then let the law <laughs> firm just explore anti censorship lawsuits. That would be amazing. So I'm talk- I was talking. We'll to see where it goes. Five times August too, and he started doing some digging into who the people are that work at Bandcamp, mm-hmm. and it's a whole bunch of pronouns in bios, doofuses. Are making these decisions. Big shocker. Which is exactly what we found out at Twitter that it was all these contractors, these like third party contracting, you know, trans activists who were like, I don't care no, about any of that. You can't say that. That has no bearing whatsoever on my contract with a company and the customers. And, no, I agree. And, and, and that, but so they can believe whatever they, they want to believe. And maybe the reason they took us down is political. All I'm saying is, I think we need to have a judge issue a ruling on this. And it could be simple. Maybe we issue a, a, a initial, you know, filing, and then the judge says, "No, look, their terms clearly outlined your agreement. Sorry, have a nice day." Okay. Well, now here's John Smith who purchased a song and can't get it. He has a lawsuit. Oh, by the way, here's Jane Smith. She purchased a song. All she plaintiffs. has a lawsuit. Every single individual who now has no access to a thing they paid for, and we have no vehicle to re- refund their money anyway. Well, we got to figure this out. So I'm thinking we get ten million dollars to a law firm, have them start filing away. I don't. I don't know if class action necessarily is the right approach. Uh, I don't. I don't know the rules. Sometimes they force a class action. I think the appropriate thing is that some people gave different amounts of money, so, because you could give as much money as you wanted. Right. So maybe the the best approach is to have a bunch of individual plaintiffs, maybe three thousand law, lawsuits filed all at once. At you know, just there you go, and then we'll we'll figure out what the uh, and then just go from there. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see though. We haven't done anything yet. Uh, I'm talking to a lawyer, and it's it seems like there's like there's it seems so like they, what you're they saying is you, you don't want to just you don't want to just make videos complaining about the double standards. You actually want to do something and take well, action. Well, there's take there's action. There, there's some other big news that's, coming that's up crazy. too. That I, that's crazy. That's crazy. You know, we're, we're going to do that. We're going to do a show on one of our culture war episodes, which is the Friday morning show at YouTube.com/slash/TimCast. And uh, there's going to be a big announce coming soon about the efforts we're taking in defense of free speech. So st- stay tuned for that. Uh, and then there's this one, which I think we, we've just got we, we can't keep falling on. Well, you know, it'll cost too much money. So there's no point in trying. It's like, well, look, I think they breached their contract. So let's at least have a judge decide. Mm-hmm. That's what it's, that's the point. Right. Let's, and let's, even let's then, you're, you're, you're costing them time. You're costing them effort. Oh, no, 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 no. Nothing like that. Nothing like that. If, if the judge came out in two seconds and said yes or no, I'd be satisfied. The question is, we have not gotten definitive answers because whenever it comes to some kind of censorship case, lawyers always say, it'll be too expensive. It's not worth it. You lose. And I'm like, okay, well, can we at least try? And like, there's no point. Yeah. Okay. 
What if we got a crowdfund together? Well, it depends on what your goal is. The goal is to to hammer out definitively what are the rules. Right. So then there is a point. Because a baker can't, can't you know, is forced to bake a cake or whatever, and they keep mm-hmm. suing them nonstop. That is insane but, how they But then at the same time, the guy. left says, we can ban you, but you can't ban us. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, let's just stop arguing about it and have a judge decide. Which is it's a fundamentally well, different you know, argument, though, because... And the left can... Go ahead. You, I was going to say, because... In, in all of those instances, how many bakeries did you drive past before you found that one bakery? There's bakeries in every single town uh, with the Internet and the way that it's set up. In many of these cases, you have monopolies. You have many natural monopolies. Yep. And this is a fundamentally different situation. That's why Elon buying Twitter is so important, because there is only one Twitter. I, I have I have Truth. I have Getter. I have Telegram. But you know what? Twitter is Twitter, and Twitter, and no one's going to knock that off. This is the fundamental difference, and this is why you can't apply the same logic because it is apples to oranges. Yeah, and it's interesting too with the left because they're perfectly comfortable censoring books, censoring R.L. Stein, censoring Roald Dahl, but they refuse so to allow conservatives to take porn out of school we just had an entire <laughs> hearing with taibi and schellenberger yes. it shows exactly how willing they are and this is, Very this is the huge difference between the left and the right in this country is the left has moral clarity and the right is scared to argue from a position of this is good for society well and we see this all over the place Terrified. we see this like well we have to be a little more nuanced about it and yeah. perhaps and it's like no i kind of am done with that it's 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 kind ridiculous. Of, no, it's it's you always want to play. They always want to play within the left frame. They always want to use liberal mm-hmm. frame. They want to say, well, like use the same stupid language. The same the same language yeah. that we're going to argue about. Well, I heard that you know, word was is this freedom so or is that freedom? So I'm going to use it. Just just stop. Stop apologizing for Western civilization. Stop apologizing. <laughs> Western for the United civilization States of, is of the America. best civilization. Yes, it's amazing. By the way, it's the reason we don't have child sacrifices to the the you know the sun god anymore. Okay, so well, I don't know. The sun god seems pretty pissed off lately. We didn't have winter this this year. You know, so maybe I was some place had pretty bad winter though. Some Colorado got hit. We didn't get any snow here right we now. We had no snow at all. My son was asking me that. He was like, he was like, Daddy, when is it going to snow? Because I want to make a snow. Man, you I had said, no snow. It's, well, I mean, I'm only about an hour from here, so yeah, I yeah I, I, we had I mean, flurries. That's it. I went snowboarding and it was a brown mountain with white strips going down it from the snow machines. Did you go up in PA? No, we went to uh, Timberline, okay? Because we yeah, we, is, uh, we drove up West to PA, Virginia. we drove up to PA a couple of times, and it's exactly like that. There's uh, there's whitetail in PA. I think it's in PA. Yeah, there's Whitetail, there's, there's Liberty, crazy. there's Roundtop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like you'll be driving through. Mud. And then, yeah, it's like mud, 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 snow. But cool, cool thing, though, is, and Livia, I know I sent you the videos of this. We actually got four-year-old Jack-Jack up on skis for the very first time. And so I know cool. He's, I know he and, and his brother AJ are watching. So, Jack-Jack, you did a great job skiing, buddy. Didn't that, Remember, then tries pizza, french fries pizza, french fries pizza. Didn't that, pizza. Uh, that beaver look at his shadow and it was supposed to be winter for a long time or something like that? I don't remember. No, I think that was Pete Buttigieg. And what he was <laughs> oh, looking yeah. at, unfortunately, it wasn't a shadow. It was the shadow of another derailed train. In the it, was, it, was, it wasn't his shadow. It, it was, was the smoke like the from the... It was, it was the toxic smoke that blocking out the sun because he signed off on a chemical attack on the Midwest and the people who live there because they voted for Donald Trump. And he said, oh, don't worry about that. We, we're totally fine if you and your progeny die What's, out because we don't want you anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they definitely don't. Yeah, well, I think in terms of... Uh, Culture war issues, there's there's a couple things that need to happen, and making culture is one of the most important things. And then lawsuits, because the left is doing lawsuits left and right, of course. and the right has like some sometimes. 
the right will sit there and complain about Mark Elias, and I and I sit there and go, well, Mark exactly. Elias wins. Where's our Mark Elias? Mm-hmm. Where's this guy? Oh, the left is ballot harvesting. They're beating us with ballot harvesting. Where's the right's ballot harvesting? Well, Why doesn't the right Trump have, said we're going to get really CPAC. good at it. Yeah, Trump that. finally, and I'm not going to say fun. He did. He came out and said, he quote, truth to me mm-hmm. uh, on this. And I said, because I said, why doesn't the right have, is there a distributed nationwide network of physical congregations? Okay, I'm giving it away now. Physical congregations of conservatives or people who are at least center right that meet weekly. Perhaps. Throughout the entire year in every single state in this country that the right could utilize for the process of ballot collection. Yes, and it's called churches. Mm-hmm. Don't try to reinvent the wheel. Ballot drop boxes in every single state where it's legal, period, make it happen. Every church? Just yeah, but you've got to increase church goership, you know? Well, I mean, there's, a, there's, a mass, there's a massive amount of it. There's there's tons of it's It's as, it's as high there, as it there, once there was, is. no. But America is it, like the last you, Christian nation. If you how tag you, this oof. into every... I'm I know, talking right? evangelical it's churches. True. I'm talking about traditional Latin masses. I'm talking about... Um, you know, mainline, et cetera, et cetera, right? Anywhere where you can go that's willing to do this. And in this, there was in Orange County, California, where the Republicans kept getting their butts handed to them because of ballot harvesting, which is traditionally Republican area. They started doing this in the churches out there. And the left, the Democrats were suing them over this saying, oh, you can't do that. And why? They, and they said, why? What was why? their reasoning? Be, but, I mean, they've been coming up with every reason under the sun. You're not doing it properly. That's a temporary Dropbox. And then the pastors kept pointing out and saying, but the laws you wrote allow for all of these yeah. things yep. because you allow that for a nursing home or you allow that for a grocery store or, you know, the, the street corner in L.A., et cetera, or the casino. The liquor store. And so and <laughs> they used their own laws against them to be able to say, and guess what? Lo and behold, all of those seats in Orange County flip back red. I feel like this country is in desperate need of religion. I think that's true. Tim, I, I couldn't agree actually, more. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was sort of interested in the. I know you and I disagree a little bit on this, but there was the what do we uh, disagree on? the revival in Kentucky at that school for a minute. Oh, no, 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 I don't disagree. I, I, I think I think that. it's I think it exactly shows that yearning for substance. It's this desperate need I, for a spiritual fulfillment. I think because yep. of liberation theology that you even if you have a resurgence of religion, you could very easily have the same problems with Marxism. Right now there's Well yeah, there right are Marxist now, church. Well I mean yeah, we do have issues in the Catholic Church yeah, in the United right now States there's, for sure. There's there's significant issues well, we're dealing with, with that in Colorado. Yeah, right? I saw that. <laughs> there's significant issues with Marxists in Catholic church or not just Catholic churches, but in churches um, and it's all liberation theology, and it it is just as vulnerable. Well, it's not just the, it's the Vatican. It's, look at the Pope. Yeah, exactly. Right? He's, he's, he's literally one of these guys because it came from South America, and he's from Argentina. Yeah. And and what what you're talking about though is a, it's still it's a political materialist ideology that has nothing to do with actual religion. I disagree. I think that, that it, I think that it supplants religion for a lot of people. What, yes, you could say it supplants religion. It, sure, it, it's a it's a pseudo religion. It's like, but it's not a theology. It's it's like mm, wa- watching a mannequin come a to life theology. and start walking towards you, and you know it's not a person. It's like being a duck and then seeing a decoy duck and thinking it's a real person. Yes, that's like that what wokeness is in terms of. No, but that's like what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. It's a, it is a phone. false religion, but it, yeah. it, is, it performs oh, the function. You're, that's, you're, it, 
you're praying to something that is not real. I, un- I understand that you are that you're a believer, and so I, so don't. Oh, t- I don't oh, want. Wait, wait, sorry to interrupt. Can we can we like co-opt the woke? Like, can we make the symbol for wokeness a golden calf or something like that? Oh, is that's that offensive? A, yeah, that's a great that's idea. Great. No, like perfect. like ball. Yeah. And so, for and sure. so but, but my point is though that it's it's that in it in that type of that. religion, it's it's a religion based in materialism, which a true yes. religion would not well, be based in materialism. Right. I Which mean, is, of course, what the golden calf was based in. Correct. It's it sort of is for for the average person, yes. But it, I mean, like people like James Lindsay are, are talking about uh, a lot of the uh, old religions, kind of that it's that it's kind of latched onto, and and it's so it's not so much as secular as it's not as secular as most people believe. But, well, I and think it it's does pretty perform secular. This, it performs the same function as religion now, though. Yeah, and but it, I mean, it's just there's there's been some little replacements, right? So instead of worshiping God, you worship yourself. Instead well, of believing that you have a soul, you believe you have a gender. Well, you I mean, know? identity. I don't really, yeah, identity is part of it. But the thing about identity that is so important in the identitarian movement is it's not enough to identify as something. You have to be claimed by the others who identify as that thing as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you have to... You have to, you you have have to, to be become... Accepted. You have to be accepted as part of that group. Yeah. And so to be accepted as part of that group, there are identitarian rites of passage. Let's make kind of like little drag buttons story hour. Like drag that say stay story woke hour. with a golden calf on it. Yeah, it's not a bad idea. <laughs> and they might embrace it. You they know. might love it. Yeah, golden I mean, calf it's golden. with a rainbow behind him. <laughs> you know what? It could be. It should actually not be a golden calf. It should be a golden unicorn. Um, mm, golden calf. Yeah, you like it. You like the just the. I, I get where you're going with that. I get where you're going connection. with that. The connection. Yeah, I, I, you know, All right. golden calf. You know, but some Bible, but, right? but the point that's that like, I would put like the point that Moses I would say was up is getting the rules from God, and then right, he came comes back down and, and he's like, "What are you guys doing? What is this? What the heck is this?" And he smashed the tablets, and then that's why he couldn't go to. You know the promised land. The way you fight liber- this this liberation theory, though, which which is an issue, obviously, is you have to get back to actual orthodoxy, right? And actual orthodoxy has nothing to do with that. It's it's we will not covet my neighbor's goods, mm-hmm. right? You sh- thou shalt not. Literally, one of the commandments. So right there, you just beat people over the head with that. Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy Thursday at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. That you are not coveting. If you were being covetous, if you were saying that person has more than me, and I hate that person because they have more than me, and you're making up all the That's which, grievance politics, which is what which is grievance politics, and this this is what all of communism is. Mm-hmm. All right, all right. of communism is just t- attacking people for having more, for being more successful by by. And the problem with I want to I want to start off a new segment real quick, and covetous. I I want to I want to pull this story, but I got to before we read this or show it, I want to ask Jack a question. Uh, do you know the Ten Commandments? Can you can you recite them? I'm putting you on the spot, man. Right now? Yeah. Oh, yeah if, 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 if it's, you know, I know, like, you just like get them all. It's like trying to remember every state or whatever. But uh, I, I could I'll, do uh, that, but I probably couldn't do the commandments. <laughs> but there's, there, there's okay, one. There's uh, one the, the, there's, um, I'm Lord your God. There shall not, you shall not have no God, no God before me. Uh, shall not take the God, God's name in vain. Mm-hmm. Uh, They're actually in sections. There's the sections about your relationship with God. There's the sections about your relationship well, with God. Well, I just yourself. need to, I, just, I, I want to read the and story, the but before we do, I need, I need you to others. name them until I can, until I can tell you to stop. Honor thy father and mother. Boom, uh, stop right there. Now read the story. Who can read that one? Oh, I saw the story Can you read it? Can you today? read the headline yeah. for the people? 
Colin Kaepernick calls his white adoptive parents racist because they told him as a teen that cornrows oh, looked unprofessional and that he looked like a little thug. That's why I asked you about the commandments, because oh, honor thy, thy mother and thy father. Yeah. And he's like, not. Yeah, so this is dishonor. <laughs> this is this is dishonor. He's calling his parents racist. God. Yo, dude, they gave you every opportunity. They loved you. Talk about spitting in their faces. It's disgusting. It's, it's completely disgusting. My yeah, parents I were racist. They, they really adopted him, but they were racist. Total scumbag move. Total loser behavior. Um, this is just. This is it's something like that's Markle done to. You, you're. You're. It's. It's. It's clout chasing, which is all he's really done since he lost any position in the NFL. It's just clout chasing. He's just punching up, and it's. It's interesting because I guess his grift with you know going after you know demonizing police officers and going after the national anthem has has gone on and i just hope people look at this for what it is right you know this guy has lost target so he's targeting the people that are actually closest to him in his life and he probably they probably were telling him like you know hon it looks nice but a lot of people are going to think that's unprofessional and they weren't wrong probably either at the time tim you mentioned evil earlier yeah <laughs> I mean, I think this guy is evil, but it's, I, I think he's I, the more I, banality of evil. I mean, I think I just think it's an evil act. I think it's an evil yep. act to speak out against your parents in, in public. By, by well, the way, well, not, not if not if, you know, unless you're you know, if your parents have done something wrong. Right. Exactly. Then of course. Yeah, obviously. But in a situation like this that we're that we're you know, that I'm talking about where you have people who adopted you, <laughs> raised you, got you to the point where you're obviously very successful and and then to turn around and slam them. And then use this word, this epithet racist, which mm -hmm. in our society today to label someone racist is seen as the, it's, it's, it's worse than rape. It's worse than murderer. It's this is the ultimate evil. It was. But I kind of think like they've beaten a dead horse, you know, so now we're kind of just like, yeah, 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 whatever. You know, yeah, what I mean? of course, like, only Colin so Kaepernick said something really stupid. That's yeah. just sort of that was my thought when I saw this. I was like, yeah, of course he did. The, the issue more so is that he is spitting on his parents. Yeah, that's kind of a crazy thing like that. You know, in I mean? public, people do that a lot. Yeah. Look at adoptive look at, uh, parents too. Like, I mean, not for nothing. I, you know, like you, they chose you, they picked you, and you're gonna crap on them. Come on. Yeah, right? I mean, it's also though that's what Harry did. That's like the thing that today. Prince Harry and Meghan Markle, they had like renounced their royalty, but they're like, our children get to be prince and princesses. Is that uh, what they they yeah, well, they demanded it. They demanded it that the children get the titles. They're the worst people. Ever. They are. They 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 might just be evil. You know, Harry <laughs> might awful. not actually actually be a Windsor, right? Uh, All I yeah, know I is that whole story. I want a Him browser extension. Trudeau. I want a browser extension that when I turn it on, it erases their names from any website. I Just go so you on. never have to see their see, stupid, so, simpy faces. No, no, see, so, well, he's the simp, right? Yeah. So I do think that Harry and Meghan is very indicative for not just the young men out there, but also young women that this is, this could be you. This could be you if you take someone like that someone with every red flag under the sun like Meghan Markle and put her on a pedestal and put her in charge of your entire life and all of your affairs, give her that much of your mental space that she will consume you. She will actually suck your soul, which we, we've seen. Or this, this guy was, he was a war hero, mm -hmm. right? He used to, he used to go and like party. He was friends with his brother. You know, he, he had to sell friends all with his brother. guns because of her. You know, he, sold, he, did, he had to sell all of his guns. He did. Wow. That's insane. In England. Wow. Like, yeah. Because you can still have long guns in England. But, I mean, it's, 
Right. And then to, to take someone and have them totally control your life. I mean, that divorce is going to be awful. It's going to be, hor- it's <laughs> going to be horrific. Really bad. Yeah, it's going to be, gonna it's going to be a lot of, so bad. no, no, be, no, the tabloids you know, are going to be so excited. Well, for the tabloids it. are going to, yeah, huge oh, payday. Yeah. payday. And, and it's just, I just think it's, I think it's sad, but at the same time, how many of you have a friend in your life that's been a Harry? How many of you have been a Harry in your life at some point and said, you know what? I know they're this way, but I can fix them. Well, I've known I them. I can fix them. I've known some Megans. And we've all known some Megans. Mm-hmm. We, may, we may have. We I may heard have that she was, Megan. she was talking about suing South Park after they made fun of her on that episode. Yeah, then they came out. Everyone was like, you are ridiculous. And then they were like, no, no, we're not really going to sue them. I No, we're not. She cried, apparently. I yeah. Mean, I mean, so stupid. She's just the worst. And They're I think it's awful. true. Like, if you're dating someone and they say something like your family sucks, like, dump that person. Get rid of that person. Because, yeah. you know, first your family, then your friends, then yourself. They're going to deprive Look, you of everything when you, you love. When you first meet someone, check their relationship with their family. Right. That's right? a So she, she cut herself off of her own family. So her, she's got half siblings. She's got a father who, by all accounts and purposes, actually does love her, or at least had a good, you know, tried to give her as much as she could. Uh, she throws him under the bus left and right. Then these half-siblings that she's completely cut them off, I would add Barack Obama to that list, by the way, um, who's got what? how many half-siblings that, you know, they, they keep, like, popping up every time you turn around. By the way, shout out to Malik Obama, the right Obama. We elected the wrong The one. right Obama. The, we, we, elect, <laughs> we elected the wrong Obama. The real um, Kenyan one, right? The, uh, <laughs> um, uh, and then... With with that, if you've got someone who's trying to get you to isolate yourself from your family or your friends, just run. Just yeah, run to the hills. I was watching some TV show. I can't remember what it was. Was it Fringe maybe? I don't know. She was on it. And I was just like, well, this ruined the show for me. Mm-hmm. Maybe if I watched it before she did all this stupid shenanigans, I'd, but I'm just sick of the stories. I, I'm sick of her tears. Oh, it's just so awful. It's really just enough is she like, already. Is she, is she like, what, what is she like, the most hated celebrity probably? Is she? Because she's like, because yeah, I don't know. Who like, else is a hated like, celebrity? Kim Kardashian. Kim Kardashian is, really is no, but Kim Kardashian she, she has, has a me. lot of love. I'm saying more favorability. <laughs> I think, I think. Pro- probably Meghan Markle, yeah. Yeah, she probably has way more unfavorability in terms of the fame she generates. Yeah. It's just so awful. By the way, a, um, shout out to the ALX who just texted me the live tweets of the UBL raid. What is it? <laughs> it's 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 Sohaib Athair, right here. May first, twenty eleven. A huge window shaking bang here in Abbottabad. I hope it's not the start oh, wow. of something nasty. <laughs> wow. Then uh, where is that? That's at four oh nine. I just I just retweeted or just quote tweeted it. Then a few hours later in the morning, Bin Laden is dead. I didn't kill him. Please let me sleep now. <laughs> Yikes. Same. Di- How many followers do you have now? 44,000 followers, and, oh, he's like a CEO. He's in oh, software. Good for him, good for him. yeah. But well, yeah, this, live uh, tweeted the Bin Laden raid. So I guess uh, just going back to the Colin Kaepernick thing, targeting, oh, the, the reason why I asked about the, uh, what is it? Taylor Silverman replied to my Alex Stein story and said, AOC needs a nice Jewish boy like Alex. Oh, yeah? <laughs> I, think I the, saw uh, a video of AOC going after me today. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. I was, I, it was so upset. So here, here was the point I wanted so to bring mad. up with the Kaepernick thing is that it is the antithesis of the, the, the moral tradition of this country, which a component is honor thy father and thy mother. They want to sever you from your roots. They want you to attack your parents. And one of the things we see a lot of is kids going off to college, coming back, and then calling their parents racist. They're, they're trying to remove you from your family and destroy the family. So one of the reasons why I don't think that the end goal is 
I can't think cohesive. of any other movements that have ever done that in the past. No, right. But, but, but that's why I'm <laughs> that saying that never I don't... happened in Cambodia or no, China. No, China. That's why when they China. say our goal is this and they point to like postmodernism, I'm like, no, 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 no. Their goal is going to be gulags. Mm-hmm. Their, their goal is going to be the complete destruction of society so that they can build something different. And we don't know what that will look like. And it won't be fun. You that know. happened on The Simpsons, too, the separate. Do you remember the one where uh, Lisa's way older and she talks about how her dad never did anything for her? And it's like he literally took you to the music store when you could barely speak. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And this was they kind of like retconned yeah. The Simpsons. And, oh, yeah. And it's, yeah, it's it, I know what you're talking Wait, about. Was so, it a new episode or something? So it was a new yeah. episode where she was talking about, oh, my father never, never did anything for me. He hated me. He was always against my. Uh, my musical, um, you know, my musical leanings, etc., and it, and it's just not true because you can go back to those old Simpsons episodes, and the the crux of it was always that, you know, of course Homer is is, is a, drunk. a little bit mentally deficient and obviously a drunk, but he loves his family yeah. and he always is trying to do the right thing, and it's it's his his buffoonery that becomes the joke. Whereas they've completely lost that because mm-hmm. our our culture is so hollow today. So wait, wait that when was this episode from? Th- like last year. Yeah, it was last oh, year. Oh wow! And of course, age is an age. Do you see the one where they made Abe Simpson gay? No. The wrote grandpa. Yeah, they did it. They did an episode where wait, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, where Abe Simpson ran had a friend who turned out to be gay, and uh-huh. then when he found out his friend was gay, ran away and then never talked to him, and then felt really bad about it, and then went and kissed him, and they made out or something. Oh, weird. They like kiss on the lips yeah. and he was like, well, that wasn't so bad or something like that. There was, and, there, there was the one where Homer had a friend who was gay and the, he oh, yeah. and, and the friend was like, Homer, I have to tell you something. I'm ho. Yeah. Mo. Yeah. Sexual. What? Like, <laughs> wait, wait, wait that, that, that's, that's what the best line is like, Homer, I don't know how to put this to you. Right, right. I prefer the company of men. Who doesn't? Who doesn't? <laughs> <laughs> that was an old episode, though, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Right, right, right. They, have, did, yeah. they did an episode Who where Bart... He owned the toy store. There's an episode where Bart gets mad because they're doing a reboot of Itchy and Scratchy with a female Itchy and Scratchy. Yeah. Really? So, so like this really is the problem, weird though. culture because, war cult stuff. Because it's, it's... Because the left that has gotten in in Hollywood... All they focus on is deconstruction. Mm-hmm. So it's deconstruction of self. It's deconstruction of story. It's deconstruction of character. They do not how to know how to tell stories. Well, and they then don't understand the hero's why... journey. They don't understand any basic elements of storytelling. And that's how you get like, what was it? Superman had a gay son. Yeah, that's why and they deconstruct and redo old stories. It's because over they don't know and how to over and over. New. Look at Star Wars. Look at Marvel. It's mm-hmm. all skin suits. Yeah, it's, it really they, is. They just go in. Uh, and then and the latest one, though, by the way, and, and, and I mentioned it before, but it's Yellowstoning. Mm-hmm. So Yellowstoning is when they'll take an actor, like in Yellowstone, it's Kevin Costner. In 1923, it's Harrison Ford. In Tulsa King, it's it's Sylvester Stallone. And they'll put them in a film or, or a TV show, I guess, with uh, Taylor Sheridan. And then they'll introduce, like, woke elements in the background. So they use you know, the actor and the aesthetics to pull you in. And then all of a sudden, Monica comes on screen and she's telling you about the the horrific abuses and genocide of the Native Americans. And then here comes a scene in Tulsa King where they talk about, and it's not even set in the past, right, mm-hmm. Tulsa King? And they'll t- they, there's like a redlining situation that goes on where a black guy can't buy a car, who's got cash to pay for the car, by the way. And suddenly it's just unlikely. like totally unlikely, yeah. super anachronistic kind of scene is just shoved in there. And Sylvester Stallone's like, hey, yo, I mean, the only way that up. it would work if he can't buy the car is because there's something wrong with his, uh, you know, social credit score. 
Which, by the way, the guy actually was a criminal. Right. <laughs> I, just, I, just want, I want to read this. I, I pulled this up. I Googled it while you were talking. The Simpsons arrive in Texas to find that Grandpa didn't actually ruin Philip's life. Blah, blah, blah. He and Grandpa reconnect, which causes Abe's feelings to resurface. He then begins contemplating the possibility of being gay, too. Philip and Grandma continue talking while memories of the past dredge up emotions. They both shared for each other. At that point, Grandpa is ready to kiss the only man he ever considered kissing. Then they kiss. That's the Simpsons. That's the Simpsons from 2019. That doesn't sound great. Again, it's it's deconstruction. It's yeah. just deconstruction. It's deconstruction of character. So we have to we have to deconstruct identity. We have to deconstruct sexuality. We have to deconstruct the backstories because they can't actually come up with a new story. Yeah, they, yeah. they don't know. Remember when they said Beethoven was black? I remember this. <laughs> that was, it was like a it was, big it was like story they did. This is whole theory. Beethoven, I did not hear this. You didn't hear that one? Let me see if I can pull that I'm one up too. Sort of lucky. It's like yeah. when they say Shakespeare was a woman. It's like no, Shakespeare. Shakespeare was this guy. No, definitely not. <laughs> he was born in Stratford on Avon. The Guardian. Beethoven was black. Why the radical idea still has power today. I hate that kind there of stuff. There you go. They did it with Great Gatsby, too. They, they said they, F. Scott Fitzgerald was black? No, no, no. no. They, no, no, no. They, what, what's, was the, what's the 1984 quote? Every, you know, article rewritten or whatever. Every article <laughs> be written. There was a... Double plus on good. There was a a professor who was, who was teaching Great Gatsby... And he said, my, my students don't understand this book. They don't get it. Which, by the way, it's, it, which is another book that is very similar to the Harry and Meghan situation. Mm-hmm. It's called, like, yes, don't, don't be simping. Right? So Gatsby was <laughs> This a is simp. like your favorite thing. It's my favorite thing. It's my men. favorite. Well, the other one. The, well, no, the other one is, uh, is uh, Incel of the Opera. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, <laughs> That's that, uh, I, I know, like right? Um, no, so that one's not as developed, but it's, 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 it's clearly there. So he's... Um, and what is it, uh, Mabel, the, the girl? Mabel? No, in, in Gatsby. Oh, I forget her name. I forget her name. Right, but so but he's, yeah, yeah, yeah. right, so rather than go and find some, Zelda, rather than go her. and find some other girl, he's got to completely change his entire identity. He's got to buy a mansion directly across the bay from hers. He's got to, and then eventually he holds these parties to try to get her in. But, but no, the professor says that's not good enough because I won't teach it as, as, as the dangers of simping. No, 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 no. It's, we're going to make Gatsby black and teach it this way, which Totally changes the novel, has nothing mm-hmm. to do with what the story was, um, and sets it up in a completely different way. But this is a narrative that my kids are going to be much more into. Well, why is that? Yeah. Right. Why is that? That's because you are perpetuating. You're these telling them to be. You're yeah. telling them to be. Mm-hmm. Where in reality, and then of course at the end, Gatsby takes the uh, the manslaughter charge and says that he was driving the car that she drove and then hit and then killed the guy. Mm-hmm. Which leads to which leads to him dying because yeah. the boyfriend comes in and says, "Oh, Gatsby was driving, killed him." Mm-hmm. Are there any like prominent leftist histories that we can retcon? Prominent leftist histories. You mean like like like, like how about Che that, Guevara was a devoted anti-LGBTQ activist and family about, man went to church every Sunday. There, there's how about plenty that of Angela them. Davis I'm pretty sure actually that's true, is descended though, from him. the Mayflower? Yeah, that's but but, uh, yeah, but, but wasn't that? Yeah, but that story stuff. is literally about a person whose ancestors were raped. Yeah, so yeah that's like, what I was going like to say. <laughs> that's, that's why I didn't go. But in you on can that retcon one that. Yeah, you everyone could retcon it. You're everyone's like, "Ha ha!" You're retcon. the defendant of slave owners, and it's like you, you do realize it means that they were raping them, right? Like that's not a good thing. That bolsters her point. Mm. That it strengthens her point. That's actually horrifying. <laughs> yeah. But like, you know, there's no retcon Che Guevara. Say that he was like a suit wearing, you know. Trad con, or, or, just or that even he was no, worst, no, worst of all, worst, <laughs> no, wait, guys, you're, you're missing. Yeah, it, worst a, of all, he was a day trader. What if right? Che Guevara was secretly white? Oh, oh that's right. Well, I mean, he he was. was. Wasn't he white? What, secretly, yeah. no, just just completely. Che you know. was actually short for what? Charles. Charles. That's right. 
Charles and Guevara. That was a nickname. Guevara's nickname because he ate a lot of guava. Yeah. What was yeah. it? Gonzalez. He's a white European Spanish guy. Mm-hmm. Just, just a white guy. <laughs> Charles. Charlie Gusto. <laughs> Charlie Gusto. I did. No, I had a professor <laughs> in grad school who's Cuban. <laughs> he's a Cuban playwright, right? right. He's like, and uh, he was casting Olympia Dukakis, Eduardo Machado. He was casting Olympia Dukakis in a some whatever thing that he was doing, and the producers were like, "No, you can't put Olympia Dukakis in because it's a she's supposed to play a Cuban mom, and so and Olympia Dukakis is white." And Eduardo was like, I'm white. I'm Cuban. I'm white. Yeah. My family is white. We're Cuban. Like, what do you mean? Like, Olympia well, Dukakis the, looks, it looks great for this part. Have you, have you well, seen a tweet where they said mm-hmm. uh, that woman was like, white people shouldn't be speaking Spanish? And then someone responded, I'd like to introduce you to the entire country of Spain. Mm-hmm. Right. It's, it's, like, it's a Europe, white dude. person. <laughs> yeah. It's Schrodinger's white person. It's white. So, they're, they're white so women, is the English language then? I, I always say that. Like, you, you're saying all this in English. I don't. I don't like saying Schrodinger's. I like. We were talking about mixed race Asians, and I say Heisenberg's uncertain uh, uncertainty marginalized people. Yeah. Because with Schrodinger, it's like the cat is in a superposition of both at the same time. With Heisenberg uncertainty principle, it's we don't know the point at which mm-hmm. the waveform collapses. So if you're mixed race Asian, we don't know at what point you're either white or an oppressed minority. So, you know, Did hot- I see you use the word quapa yes. earlier today? Yeah, quapa. <laughs> what is quapa? A quarter Asian. A quarter. Is that you're a quarter yeah, Asian? Yeah, I'm a quapa. You're a quapa. <laughs> I'm a quapa. I tweeted, is, 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 <laughs> are, you, are you allowed to be proud of being a quapa? <laughs> quapa. That's what they say. That's what they call it. <laughs> I'm sorry. And I think uh, Keanu Reeves is an oct- oct- octopa, or is that they call it? Because like hapa is the word. I thought word. he was half. Oh, uh, hapa is half. Hapa is half, yeah. 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 I don't know if he's, if he's, if he's half. I think... Keanu Reeves isn't he? Is he half? I think I he's. Keep I think track he's a mix of this stuff. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right? Yeah, like I just. Yeah. But my point was like, am I allowed I to that. say Quapa Pride? Like, what's Quapa the what's Pride. what's the degree of white you're like to where you're not allowed to be proud of what race you are? You right. know what I mean? Right. Exactly. Well, like, you're not allowed to be proud of being Italian anymore because they tore down Christopher Columbus and not in Philadelphia. He sucks and you're not, not in Philly. To be Italian. No, in Philadelphia. We had a little bit of a different response when they tried to take down the Christopher Columbus statue. A bunch well, of, a bunch of big, Haley, uh, uh, the boys Mickey came Haley down, surrounded that statue, and said, "Nope." That? My no, brother was, was there, yeah, flags. and it was uh, it, it it got a little dicey, shall mm, we say? And it's like you're not taking Chris, so why don't you get out of here? You're not taking Chris. <laughs> Christopher ain't going nowhere. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. All right, let's go to Super Chats. If you haven't already, would you kindly smash that like button? Subscribe to this channel. And for my birthday, head over to TimCast.com and click that Join Us button and become a member because we're going to have a members-only uncensored live show for all of you. They go up at about 10, 10 p.m. Once it wraps, it's archived. You can watch it at your own leisure whenever you feel like watching it. And uh, you can follow the show at TimCast.IRL. Let's, uh, let's read what y'all have to say here. All right, the... The coding chicken. Oh, interesting. Says, happy birthday, Tim. Hope you had a great day and spent time with friends and family. I had crab dip. It was fantastic. Ooh. Oh, crab dip. lovely. Yeah, Cassandra got me a pie cake I think it's called. 
pie. It's uh-huh. it's it's cheese. It's it's a pie on the bottom, mm-hmm. cheesecake in the middle, and then cake on top. It's amazing. That's really it, yeah. bizarre. Yeah. I had I had crab dip uh, quesadillas the other day. Ooh, crab oh crab! Oh my so goodness, good. that so sounds good. so sounds good. Amazing. It was amazing. It was it was literally amazing. I want that. Happy birthday, Tim! All right, Squirrel Guy says I don't have the money for a membership on YouTube and the site. When will the app be available? So uh, the app is like ready to go. The issue is Apple has like a security protocol, I guess. So like the app's been done, and I don't I don't know what's going on. I'll put it this way. Unless I directly do everything myself, it stagnates. For whatever reason, it's hard to delegate tasks to other people because there's only so much people. It's a combination of factors, but one, if I have to sign off on something and someone else can't, then everything slows down. But uh, yeah, I don't know what's going to happen. And uh, we'll, we'll see how long the app lasts on the App Store because the first one we're rolling out is the iPhone app. Mm-hmm. And I got a feeling they're going to be like, no. Really? Why? Like I've what? On what basis? <laughs> I mean, Bandcamp didn't give us any reason. It's a culture war. Yeah. You know, you best start believing in culture war stories. You're in one. Libby, Libby, you still think these people need a reason. Kind yeah, of. they're going to be like, we don't like your face. So get your app and get out of here. And we're going to be like, hey, yo, oh, what am I, what am I doing? Huh? Going to be like, you see that beanie? But find they, that beanie but, offensive. <laughs> no, but they let Truth Social they're gonna on. Like, Why they're, do they let Truth Truth on and they wouldn't let Yeah, that's true. On. That's true. And all it really is is kind of like Threat a browser. Threat of lawsuits. <laughs> well, you know, we'll see. We'll see. All right, what do we got? Hillbillary Clinton says, happy anniversary of the day of your birth. I'm already a member, but here's some extra casino money. Love you, bro. Don't worry. We have put in the order for the poker table for our Poker with the Boys, the new show we're doing. You got to come down, Jack. It's going to be fun. Let's do it, Poker with the and, Boys. And uh, we're getting the RFID table. So when the cards are dealt, you put them down in front of you and the computer live stream will already know what cards you have. Oh, that's amazing. And display them on the screen. Right. And then you can look down. The computer knows before you do. So the idea for the show is poker is mostly the backdrop. The idea is to just Friday nights after the show, we hang out, play poker, maybe, I don't know, I don't, I mean, maybe we'll do cigars, depends on what our insurance allows this for smoking. This sounds really fun. Yeah. And the joke was that it's poker with the boys. Mm-hmm. So if ladies show up, we're going to make them wear fake mustaches. Yes. Oh, I love that. And then, you know, you got to talk like this. I'm just one of the boys, you know? <laughs> And we'll be like, that's right, no ladies in here. And then we all high five. You can get Glisten to send chest binders to all the... <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> but the, 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 the general idea of the show is just a hangout podcast while we're playing poker because yeah. it makes it fun and silly. Like we're playing a game of some sort. Like you have to draw the mustache on with a marker. For like no, really no, you have to no, pay that's with the finger. That's the finger mustache. Just yeah. Yeah. Talking. Yeah. You have to do this if you're a female. You have to have the... the Finger mustache. I love it. It'll be like that Seinfeld when they went around with mustaches. Remember, they were <laughs> like, "What are we doing?" And so we're we're very like that. That may be something we launch very soon. The only thing we need now is the poker table. And so we got a company that's putting it together. Uh, there's going to be a shuffler. There's going to it's it's like a mushroom shape almost where everyone sits on sort of like in a semicircle. Is it going to be like a casino table? It's a special. It's a table designed for 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 shows. Mm, so. Cool. So in, so at, at typical p- poker tables are, you know, oval or round. Yeah, yeah. This one's like more like a, a mushroom top so that the people sit around half of it. So there's blocking for the cameras. So the cameras can all point and then everyone can still see each other. It's like a half moon, basically. But it'll be fun. And then we're talking with uh, Clint from Liberty Lockdown to host it once a week, Friday nights after IRL. We come downstairs in the studio and we sit down and we just hang out and oh, have drinks. Oh, because it's all and, set up and ready yep. to go. That's great. And then we direct all the viewers to go watch the the after show where we hang out and smack talk. And since you don't have like the afters on Fridays anyway, right. it's perfect timing. And then it's a, a chill Friday night where we'll have beers, drinks, soda, chips, nachos, crab dip, and people will be, you know, playing around mm-hmm. and 
lying to each other and having fun. That sounds fun. <laughs> I'm super excited for that. It sounds like it sounds like not. It's not even work. We're, sounds we're, like we're, I, I want to come hang out. Even oh, though. and the winner gets the super <laughs> chats. Nice. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna everyone gets a set number of chips tournament style, and then at the end of the night the winner will get whatever the super chat number is. Mm-hmm. So we'll be like you won, and it's like oh it's like a thousand dollars. Congratulations. And there's some locals out here who play who are really funny that I, I'm really hoping we could we could get to come on. Oh, that'll be really fun. There's some really funny guys. I love this dudes. idea. Yeah, I'm super excited for it. All right. Jazzanot says, every day you do your show is like a birthday for all of us. We're grateful for what you and the team do. We look forward to each day. So happy birthday, Tim. Q Pro Wrestling, you deserve it. Chant. Wait, imagine how old you would be if your birthday was every day, though. I know. You'd be really old. Man, yeah. I'd be thousands of years old. Crazy. Did All you guys right. ever mark when you had like your 10,000th 10, 10, hour? Like Mm-mm. I've been alive for 10,000 hours. L- alive? No, I, I remember doing that for days. Yeah. I remember I once calculated like the average of how many days I would have left to live. Oh, that's pretty <laughs> awesome. Well, that's I'm really halfway fun. there. Yeah. Yeah. So, awesome. uh, you know, I'm, I'm 37 now. That's kind of crazy. Wait, you're ha- if you're halfway there, then I'm less than halfway That's right. There. That well, the sucks. life expectancy for the average male is what, 72? But what about the average quapa? Yeah, something like that. Is it 72? What about the average quapa? Probably higher. So actually, average. in my family, it's way higher. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the, the, I, I do think there's an Asian component of living longer. Uh, there's, there's two factors to consider. East Asians on, on average do. Live longer and I'm wealthy. Those two That's things a, will help yeah, you out. Yeah, it's true. That, no joke. It's you true. know what I mean? Like when when you have money, you like it's it's a it's a it's a it's a it's a fact. You get dental care when you need it. You get medical treatment when you need it. And you know, I've always been pretty lefty, well, so and I'm you're not, not like, out there digging potholes or whatever. Exactly. I'm not. You know, aside from skating, mm-hmm. I'm exercising. I'm eating well. It's it's very easy for me to be healthy relative to the average American. So my great grandma. I recognize my privilege. Yeah. Good. My great my you know. great grandma was 108 when she died. It's amazing. 108. Wow. 108. You're gonna live forever. Well, you know, here's hoping. You know, both <laughs> both uh, didn't. I know Trump's father lived into his 90s, and I think his mother lived to be like 89. Oh, really? Yes, yeah, so he's gonna be around for a long time. My my other grand my grandparents died in their 90s. Wow. All of them. Yeah. All right. So basically, every super chat is saying happy birthday, and I really do appreciate That's it. That's very sweet. You did kind of ask for that. Mm-hmm. All right. It's Noah Sanders sweet, says, though. Jack, please school Tim on Vivek. He keeps bringing him up, but I know you've been following him and his team closely. Promo code Tanya on my pillow. Well, wait, you're going to throw out a promo code Tanya, which is a conspiracy theory, by the way. And then, and then you're gonna, after you ask me to do something, <laughs> do, do not try to use promo code Tanya. No one should ever use promo code. Why would you do that? Why would you? Why would, it's your birthday. Why would you do that? Tim, you don't have. Look, do you, look, look, Tim, I was going to be all nice now. <laughs> and I was going to give you, I was going to have this whole thing planned out where I was going to give Tim Pool. <laughs> A my pillow too for his birthday, wow. <laughs> and now that I hear that you want to use, pro, it was going to make it a whole thing. It was going to be like, um, you know, for to my buddy Tim, it, the Give little sticker pillow. right there. You know, use it on the thing. And now I, I don't know. Now I don't know. Place pillow in dryer for 15 minutes before first use. This is a my pillow too. It's very advanced technology. Do not let the Chinese get a hold of this, Tim. <laughs> Do you remember the uh, the our pillow that we had here? Our pillow. I don't because it was I a only bur- remember my pillow. It was a burlap sack full of uh, styrofoam packing peanuts. How about that? And that and David Hogg. We 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 planned pretty. this whole thing out. We never actually were able to pull it off. But the idea was, and we should, I guess. The idea was, you open up the box and it's pat. It's a burlap sack buried in packing peanuts with a card on top, with IKEA like instructions on how to set up your our pillow. And it's like the communist version of the pillow. It's like very low quality garbage, <laughs> styrofoam packing peanuts in a burlap sack. Very uncomfortable and scratchy. 
And then there was like a little man like pouring the peanuts into the bag on the thing and like a picture of him pouring the peanuts in his mouth and then going with like (laughs) a circle with a line through it and all that stuff. We, I, I was, I was like the the idea I had was to do that. I even called Fox News and said, "Can we run a commercial?" And we, I talked with their ad department. They said, "Absolutely." I explained the goal of the commercial would be a a Soviet Russian sounding guy explaining why our pillow is better, and that you have to use it and sacrifice and accept how awful the pillow is for the good of our comrades. In Soviet Russia, As pillow it, sleeps on you. Well, it's just like <laughs> you know. Every, so here's a funny thing. I've got a Soviet handgun and it sucks and nobody ever wants to use it at the range because it hurts. And that's like very Soviet. It doesn't matter if it hurts you as long as it works, it's cheap and you can mass produce it. So that's like the idea of the hour pillow. Do you know that Soviet cosmonauts were issued sidearms? <laughs> wow. Yeah. You never Dude. know. It's going to find in space. No, no, no. The, the idea was because the, when they landed, um, they were always plan the plan was always that they would land in siberia with their capsule and then so they just in case they were attacked by bears that they would give the, the oh, co- wow. they would give the cosmonauts and they even developed a, a a special gun just for this purpose so that they would if they landed in in, in siberia and you need a handgun to kill a bear that I'm, you would have that i'm i'm genuinely excited it's for like this the most my, russian my thing i've too. ever heard of are you gonna put it in the dryer first you yeah literally yeah. as soon as we wrap up i'm gonna put throw it in the dryer before you gotta bed. do it i want i want to review it's going to be nice and warm. Well, I had too. I had the my pillow one like a year or two ago, a couple years ago. Yeah. I think we lost in the move to be honest. Uh, I don't know what happened. Oh, so you needed I, a my pillow to begin with. I, yes. There we go. And I I, I really like I actually thought it was fantastic, but what I like doing is taking a regular pillow with a my pillow on top. That's that that was my jam. That's not and, bad. Mm-hmm. I I thought it was fantastic. See, I'm just I'm just all my pillows. Just uh, tiny and I, it's, it's 50 of them. It's all my pillows. We, we Didn't we, we didn't we talk about filling up a room of my pillows and then, you know, like Jumping, jumping in, in it. yes, yeah, we're gonna we need to do that. Maybe, maybe you know, you know. Oh yeah, we talked about that because the the new studio we're building is has got like a recreation space, right? And we were like, instead of doing an airbag, we should do a pile of my pillows. Yes, that would be awesome. What's and then, an airbag? So like we have airbags outside, so when you when you uh, you can land on them. Oh, for we, skating. Yeah, so you can launch up in the air and and you land on an airbag. If you fail and and fall, you bounce on an airbag. If you land, you can ride off the airbag because it's it's pressurized, so you can still move on it. So we wanted to do um, a foam pit. Foam pits are designed so you can try and do dangerous things and land in a foam, but you don't get hurt. So if you want to learn how to do a backflip right. or a front flip, instead of foam, though, we should just get a bunch of my pillows. Yes, and then have a my pillow pit. Exactly. That sounds really funny. Yeah, Promo and then up. you can jump off the twenty foot tall studio building into the pit of my pillows. If you're brave. And you can do like the razor's edge to your brother. Bam. That'd be scary. Drop him in there. I've done, I think, like a 15 foot drop into a foam pit once. Wow. It's scary. Yeah. It's very scary. scary. But you just. I've done like. Aim true. Aim true. You know, I've fallen into a foam pit and those things are hard to get out of just from like a half a foot. (laughs) I got stuck in one. Charlie had to help me out. All right, let's read some more. We got Bunga Hooch says, in the realm of creating counterculture, it's important that we create media for younger audiences as well as older ones. I plan to launch a webcomic by the end of this year to do just that. Happy birthday, by the way. I appreciate it. All right. Adam Atomic Storm says, hope you read Hot Dogs Up for Poso. He'll know. At what point do we protest in front of where they are holding the J6 political prisoners? This Who is said massive that? injustice. Who said that about the hot dogs? No hot dogs. Absolutely not. I am tracking every single one of you with these and hot I, dogs. I just, I just remembered, too, that other guy asked about Vivek and wanted you to talk about him. He did. Yeah. I did the political thing where I, talk, where I changed the subject. <clears throat> it was very clever. It was, I know. 
so no, no, no. So I mean, I just I I think when I hear like America First 2.0, it just it strikes me as like, well, this just seems a lot very similar to like the Paul Ryan Mitt Romney stuff just rebaked over again of you know, magic dirt and we're going to increase immigration or be strong on national security. It just kind of sounds like going back to the old style of things. I'm going to, I'm, I'm just looking at these slippers real quick. What is this? All season men slip on slippers. And it's like, I, I, I remember when Andrew Yang was on the left and everybody said, Oh, it's going to be, you know, he's going to be the new thing and it's going to be great. And it was just like flash in the pan and then totally disappeared. And Ooh, I, I, just not. And I, I don't the think there's situation. a lot of, I honestly, as much as ever, there's a lot of talk that people like to talk about uh, third parties or, or new parties or I, I just don't see a realistic place for them. You know, I mean, even even with MAGA as kind of the the. I guess the heart of the Republican Party now. It's the closest thing to a third party that we have in America. Yeah, I yeah. mean, it just exists yeah. within the Republican Party. Yeah, you know, be, Much because to their dismay, really. Yeah, I know. obviously, it's wonderful. <laughs> but even that, like the MAGA, the MAGA party or the MAGA wing of the Republican Party, is attractive to some libertarians. You know, some of the 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 less Whoa. you know the non-establishment libertarians. I, th- I mean, I think I think there's a lot of issues of overlap there. I think foreign policy, obviously, um, you know, very simpatico in terms of like it. What you actually saw, uh, Matt Gates, right? Who's like yeah. the most probably the most MAGA um, Republican co- member of Congress right now, come out yet was it yesterday and put up an amendment to pull our troops out of Syria, yeah. right? Yeah. An argument that the old party never would have made. One which, to their credit, the squad all agreed with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I- and yeah. so now I'm th- not saying that uh, there's libertarians out there that are furiously typing right now. All you anarchist libertarians, take it easy. All right. I'm not saying that that I expect anarchists to be Republicans or anything. So no, I think, no, no. But, but, I, but I think there are a lot of issues. Uh, there's that there's issues like Bitcoin. They're um, sure. dealing with the Fed, uh, dealing with the, the, you know, just understanding inflation and, and the pressures of that. Um, I think there are obviously issues where we, you know, we would disagree. Right. And, so, and that's probably more than social issues, but it, you know, gun issues, et cetera. Like, I think there's a lot of issues of overlap. Yeah. I, I was just going to say, I, I was on the website, I put in promo code Tanya and it made the slippers basically free. <laughs> no, I, no, that's, that's, that's a, that's a glitch, a common glitch that occurs, but you know, 25 bucks. No, when you, when you go to check out, it actually just like, like a hand reaches through the screen and slaps you around a little bit. So you definitely don't want that. You definitely don't want to use promo code. All right. Corey Alexander. Wait, you were actually sitting there doing promo code Tanya this whole yeah. time. <laughs> yeah. I was trying out to see if it was real or not. I figured it was, it worked. She's Cor- watching too. Corey Alexander says, please read this for Phil. I think it's time that you get compared to the likes of I- H- Lane Stale. Lane Chris- Staley. 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 Is that said? Chris Weidman for your unique voice, lyric subjects, and song structure. Time to join legend status. Uh, well, I appreciate that. Uh, Lane Staley is, a, is definitely a legend. Um, he was the original singer of Alice in Chains for people that aren't aware. Um, oh, wow. So I appreciate it. Thank you very much for the the uh, vote of confidence and, and thanks for listening. You know, it's funny when I was uh, growing up in Chicago, the only thing they ever played on uh, the radio was Stone Temple Pilots mm, nonstop really? Why? over and over. It was all they did. And now that I'm older, like I would get so annoyed when they would play the same songs over and over again. I'm like, play something else. Shut but for, for 15 years, nothing but Stone Temple Pilots. Mm. Every really? fifth song. Yeah. On the radio. Yeah. That's right. Q101 in Chicago. Uh-huh. They, and then, uh, 
now I'm older, I'm like, I turn the radio on in my car and I'm like, how do I get the Stone Temple Pilots on here? Right. Well, let's play that. R.I.P. Scott Weiland, man. I yeah. saw him like saw him like five or six times with the pilots and his, you know, Velvet Revolver and mm-hmm. some of his solo stuff, like happy galoshes. And I just I remember like I, I definitely was not happy when when he died. And, and same with with Cornell, Lane Staley. Um, but shout out to Scott Stapp because <laughs> because, yo, I'm telling you, go listen to a couple of Creed songs. Right now, if you can, after you listen to the third hour, obviously, and so and it's the same situation. Because remember, Creed was everywhere. Yeah, arms in, wide open in the mid two thousands, everywhere, and everyone's like, ah, come on, come on, yo, go listen to it again. Adrienne Curry says Q one hundred one sucks. She is completely. <laughs> <cool."> <laughs> yeah, and, and then and we it's end. like Creed is Creed is 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 due for a comeback. Totally due for a comeback. Creed. Yes. All right, Cam Girl Asuna says, I got a table at your Austin show. However, the others who were coming with me had to cancel. I'm still planning to go, but find myself with three extra tickets. Know anyone who might want them. Maybe do a giveaway. Let me know. I would not have coordinate that, honestly. Um, so I, I have no idea. Maybe you could shout out something on the chat so people could get, get, get in touch with you and then you could uh, share the tickets or something. That's very cool to like throw it out there to everybody. Marvel Wynn says, happy birthday, Tim. You and my grandma share a birthday. She's 101 today. Wow. wow. March 9th is the best birthday. It is the peak of Pisces. Just so just so you guys know. Pisces is... Uh, Explains I, I was told that you uh, uh, start your first life as an Aries, and then every time you get reincarnated, you move down the, the you know, the, the astrological chart or whatever. Zodiac. The Zodiac. There you go. And then Pisces is your last life. Oh, really? So that's it. I'm out. You know. So you're after, oh, you're done. You're yeah. Done after this. 72 years old, I'm just gonna, and then whew, I'm I'm off to. So this is your punishment pagan. for all your other lives. I have no idea. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> this is your punishment. Go wherever the pagans go when they die. A reward. Oh, what 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 do oh, pagans okay. think happen when you die? Is that it? You, I think you just described it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that is. Right. Well, I don't know what happens after reincarnation. You come back as a tree. Yeah. Yep, yep, yes. I read this it, it, crazy you know, Japanese it, it, short story about this woman who, uh, for her punishment for doing some crime, she was planted in the park and she turned into a tree. It's like a story? Yeah. A legend? Yeah, it's like huh. a... I, for a, a good while, I was obsessed with Japanese literature and this was one of the stories I read. Hmm. Yeah. But I don't speak Japanese, so eventually I was like, I know I'm missing so much. <laughs> this is ridiculous. I did the same thing with Norwegian literature. And I was like, what is up with these languages? I'm never going to know them. If you, are, right. you are Norwegian though, right? Uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a quarter. What is it? Is there a word for a quarter Norwegian? A quarregion. Quarregion. Quarse. Quarse. Like Norse. All right. Quarse. Juan Rhodes says, mental illness versus evil. Look up Richard Chase, the vampire of Sacramento. Ooh, that's Yikes. crazy. Will it give me an opportunity to use the word exsanguinate? Because I like that Sounds word. Sounds like it. It's a great word. Yeah, it's a great. So it's a word you get to use in rare circumstances, <laughs> just like defenestrate. Defen- right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's a great one, right? Decapitate. Well, decapitate people use all Car the time. Car crashes. But, yeah. But defenestrate. Defenestrate. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. I've always said though, defenestrate sounds like something different than what it's actually describing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. When you explain, it's, I defenestrated him. Oh my gosh. Oh no. It's like I threw, it means I threw <laughs> sounds him like you removed something. Yeah. From it his sounds lower like you're, remo- you're removing some because it sounds like decapitate or yeah. exsanguinate, but. Why, you know, so why, is, why is there a word? For those that don't know, it means to throw out a window, but like, why is there a word because for that? Because this is the English language. We get to have a whole bunch of crazy <laughs> words. We get to have like a, like a bunch of different words for yeah, the same sh- thing. Shout out to all the ESL folks out I there. Love it. You know, my wife, one of them, because it is just, it, you know, the English language does not have any rhyme or reason to it. Mm-hmm. Can we get a word for like flushing down the toilet? 
I guess you said flush. Yeah, you we mean like put flush. <laughs> but like, you never <laughs> say you flush it. You'd say flush it down the toilet. So yeah. We, yeah, so we need a word like deflushinator. Did what like Tylenol? Tubinate. Did detubinate. I'm sure the Germans have a word for it. They always Plumbinate. have like one very specific mm-hmm. make, words. Make up word. Make up make up our own words. You know, Tyrion deplumbinated. How do words father. get invented anyway? You know. I mean, words get invented all the time. It's kind of weird. They kind of just happen. People know what they mean. Until right. they, until I mean, everyone that's, tells that's, you that they have to mean something else. Well, now. that's slang, right? So that's yeah. slang. So like, you know, go read 4chan. You'll, you'll find lots of words on there that's, uh, that right. nobody knows about. Well, humongous and then, was a slang word. And then they eventually get... Humongous? Right. Humongous and they eventually get slang. normalized. Ginormous? Also slang. You know, yeah. they, they become normalized and, and then they become teddy bear. You know? uh, mm-hmm. Cromulent and embiggen were invented by the Simpsons as jokes and other words. Yeah. Embiggen yeah. is definitely yeah. out there. Embiggen. Noble, noble spirit yeah. and biggins. Yeah. What is it? Uh, uh, yeah, uh, what is it? A noble spirit and biggest and biggins, the smallest man. The smallest man. Embiggen. the cromulent word. Yeah. Cromulent. All right. Let's see. The Meep Kid says conservatives have always been fun, but the neocon and neo neolibs repressed them. That's fair. That's Maybe. Fair. Got to bring the fun back. It's time to to the conservatarians or or yeah. So are, let's such an issue. Why don't we we'll put do on an East Coast convention that's actually fun? What if we did like a what if we did like a big music festival or a culture a big culture fest? Yeah, like a whole big festival where it's not even about politics. If we'll feel get like a, just about culture. Be down with that. We'll get a floor like a big convention floor mm-hmm. space where vendors can be. And you'll have music producers, or just do it and game outside, producers. like do a big outside. You'll have the my festival. the my pillow fluff pit. That would be really That'd funny. That'd be awesome. And then right? you climb up this post, and then you jump off from like ten feet into the pillows. Or, or even better, we could have instead of a dunk tank, it'll be like a you. Pillow tank. It'll be like a pillow <laughs> tank, right? That so like and like we could all take we, no, but we could all take turns. No, 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 you wouldn't suffocate. You would just you'd fall, and then you you could take turns on who's the person in the. Tank. I got a better one for you: the my pillow pillow arena. Okay. And it'll be like a, a wrestling oh, ring. Oh, like the, it would like be the like sumo. a pillow fight thing. Yeah, no, it's like a pillow suit. fight. You just know, straight people. up pillow fighting. A yeah, pillow people. fight would be, I would, that would have be a lot fun. of lawsuits with that. Wasn't there was that, that Twitch thing? They tried something like this. And oh, yeah. Well, that yeah. was because they hurt. put foam cubes on the hard concrete ground and, and like it wasn't a foam pit. Someone broke so her this, back. So this right. woman, she jumped and landed on her ass, but she landed on the ground and broke her spine. She like broke her back. Yeah. Bad. Yeah. Don't do that. Yeah. Don't. Let's not do that. But it would be cool. Like I, I, you go to VidCon and they have video games, they have TV shows, they have this big floor, and then they have the convention rooms. We just need something like that for culture that we want to so do. So we used to woke. we used to hold I think like that's a great idea. we used to that put on so events fun. and we know some rich people, don't we? Come on, we can just what we, we do this, right? what <laughs> we well, you're just talking about how wealthy you were, right? Um, I'm wealthy enough or something like that. <laughs> so what we were we need talking to call about? Will you buy tickets? But what we yeah. were talking about? Those about fire festival guys. What we found though is that. People want different experiences. So there will be people who like just legitimately want to see a panel, right? They want to hear a panel talk or they want see, to see someone give a speech. But then there's other people that are like, I want to wail on somebody with a MyPillow. I just want to do that. There's other people who want to network. There's people who want to drink. There's people who want to do different things. And so a good convention would cater to all of those things at the same time. And you could you you would you would have that outlet that's going to attract people let's do it i'm in yeah let's do totally a big in. cultural convention let's figure it out conversation couch mm-hmm. you know yep all so that stuff invite libs so here, here, here's the it would just it wouldn't well, be political it'll just be controlled by people who don't want the weird woke garbage in media and anyone can buy a ticket yeah yeah and so you know what do we have like the freedom freedom fest 
TPUSA stuff. It was great, but it's very political. It's all political. Then you have CPEC. It's all political. We need culture. I agree. We need Tom McDonald to perform on stage in front of you know ten thousand people in this convention center. We need Bryson Gray, John Rich, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Five times August. You could call it a call it Nauticon. Sure, because it's not a con. Kind of fun. There you go. Not a con. Boom. There, Jack just founded it. Not a con. Now, in ten no, years, not, he'll not be a, a billionaire because it'll be so valuable and everyone no, wants it. No, it's not a con. It's not a con. Let's do it. Let's figure it out. Because um, I think I think you have some connections with some billionaires, maybe some former president billionaires. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, <laughs> many things. I, I don't know because certain people might be uh, might be tied up while they're sitting as the forty seventh president of the United States. That's true. That's true. But I do think um, I've been having conversations. As Joe Biden said today. <laughs> a lot of yeah, conversations sure. about cultural stuff. And, you know, like I was talking with Cash the other day about doing some kind of cultural grant where once a month we give 10 grand to somebody who's working on some kind of cultural, cultural endeavor. I love it. And uh, he agreed and said he knew some people would probably get on board. He's got the nonprofit already. So I'm like, let's figure this one out. That could be awesome. Maybe as a component of that, we do a big cultural convention at the end of the year. We bring that's a great idea, like I, a little bit Aspen idea. And, and I'll throw this out there: we need, we need Southwest, a as little. a parent too. By the way, there is such a need for content that is not woke for kids. And I'm not saying it has to be like Veggie Tales, and you're like beating people over the head with with Bible verses and scripture. I mean, just like normal, good clean mm -hmm. shows and content that are out there that's that's new and fresh but even like even miss rachel is going woke right that that all of these different you know kids content mm -hmm. um you know like that then you got blippy who's just obviously like a freak um and some of these other people out there that blippy are in this weird. space well, I mean, go look at his original videos. Like, I'm not even going to say it here, but just go look at what he got famous for originally or tried to get famous for. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm talking about, Serge. Um, that just disgusting stuff. And you just I don't know what's wrong with you with people that they haven't developed such of a sense where they can look at somebody like that and say, okay, an adult trying to act like a child and dressing like a child, mm -hmm. there's something wrong with that. So I want something that I could show my kids that's just fun that they're going to like and they can learn like colors and stuff. Well, and it's it's interesting, too, what you say about the cultural grant, because a lot of stuff really started changing when granting organizations were specifically giving money for identitarian content. Yeah. And or or kind of like BlackRock stuff. and Blackstone mm -hmm. and Vanguard and State Street yeah. started promoting investments yes. and credits for investment in your company based on those same exact characteristics. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Humanevents.com. So... Uh, <laughs> I don't know you guys, says Bandcamp has an arbitration clause with users. Sure, yeah, we'll, we'll let a judge decide. Like, we'll file, and then when, when it goes to a judge and they say, oh, there's an arbitration clause, that will mean Bandcamp files their response. Wait, but that's and what we'll, they did we'll with do Patreon. That 50, that, that's exactly what they triggered with Patreon, was arbitration. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they, can, so they can respond for every single... 35,000 times of arbitration. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for every customer that they've right. reached contract with... We'll make sure a judge decides because a judge might say in the wake of 35,000 arbitrations, arbitration doesn't make sense. Right. And so this is a thing that they, they, any dispute arising will be settled by arbitration. Sure, sure. But what happens when the court is looking at 35,000 complaints? Mm -hmm. They're going to say, no, 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 guys, we can't do that. That's too much. This arbitration is not going to work. They're going to have to do something else. Mm -hmm. So I, I'm, not, I'm not saying I disagree with it. I don't care where it goes. I'm just saying we have to take step one which is send the filings to the courts and say, we believe this is a, a civil tort violation for these reasons. And then the judge can say yes or no. 
Mm-hmm. But this idea of sitting back and doing nothing and going, oh, darn, they done it again is just not uh, not working. It's not feasible. Yeah. Donald Dixon says top five guests, Michael Malice, Jack, however you spell that, Crowder and Luke can fight with a potato man for fourth and fifth. Oh, Luke and Luke can fight with the potato man for fourth and fifth. Well, the potato man's not here, although I do recommend watching the latest Freedom Tunes cartoon because it's really good. And I, of course, am the voice of Dr. Fauci in it. All right, let's, uh, we'll grab, uh, it's just, you know, I, I, uh, a lot of the Super Chats are, you know, people saying happy birthday, so I don't want to make people think like I'm not trying to find good ones, but I do appreciate it. I uh, will read one more. Because Reason says the MyPillow Pit 2.0 could be like new Disneyland, just saying. Amazing. All right, everybody. Are you saying MyPillowland? <clears throat> MyPillowland. Ooh, we'll that's actually not bad. Oh, we'll totally. Do if it. you there haven't already, characters. smash that like yes. button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends, and go over to TimCast.com right now and click that Join Us button, sign up to become a member. It's my birthday. Do it for me. The one time a year I get to pull that, pull that one off, say, oh, it's my birthday. You got to do it, right? But we're going to have a members-only show live in about 10 minutes. We're going to wrap this one up, then go live on the website where we are going to be uncensored and not so family-friendly. So check that out. You can follow the show at Timcast IRL. You can follow me personally at Timcast. Jack, do you want to shout anything out? Uh, Human Events Daily is the podcast. If you want to subscribe, we're on every day. I will be on immediately after this because it's pre-recorded for today. We're going through these, this Gen 6. I'm going to go through all the emails that the FBI doesn't want you to read. We're going to be asking questions about this this family, quote-unquote, that was ta- was taken hostage in Mexico. And was that really just a tourist trip, like they're telling us? And uh, we're going to get into some of these Politico band words. Right on. I'm Libby Emmons. I am the editor-in-chief at the Post Millennial and at Human Events. I work with Jack every day, and I already listened to the pod. And he's my boss now. It's crazy, dude. It is crazy. That's just so nuts. (laughs) There you go. It is kind of nuts. But congrats, by the way. Congrats on being named editor. Seriously, editor-in-chief of Human Events. Human Events existed prior to National Review. Oh yeah. Prior to all of these things, it was the original. So you you were in a long line. Uh, going back to the 1940s, honestly. Crazy. Uh, I'm Avengers, stoked. Which is amazing. I've been having a lot of fun with really it. Amazing. We've been turning out some good content. It's been right really on. exciting. Awesome. Uh, I am Phil Labonte. F- uh, Phil that remains on Twitter. Phil that remains official on Instagram. Uh, yeah. Surge. I am... Microphone off. Muted. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I am at Surge.com uh, on Twitter. Please argue with me there. Uh, it was a fun one. Glad to have right. you back and Libby. All right, everybody, we will see you all over at TimCast.com in about 10 minutes. Thanks for hanging out. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.